what were what were we talking about before we? What are we gonna talk about? Because we were gonna start talking. <laughs> we were gonna start talking, and then the food showed up. Okay, here's what I want to talk about. My amazing fucking day that I've had. Yeah. What happened to you today? Oh, this is Hey Asbud, by the way. Oh, hey Asbud. And I've had a really good day today. I'm going to talk about it. Talk about And yeah, then Travis talk can talk about day. his shitty day. Yeah. And then Ben, you can talk about your me- mediocre day. That's exactly. I'm assuming yeah. that's what you've had. Yeah. Well, it was mediocre. Or meaty. 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 Oh, my meaty. God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Please don't do that. Meaty. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a throw a notebook to throw this week. I got something. I'll figure it out. I'll throw something harder than a notebook. You said, tr- Ben. This is what's in front of me right now: two cups, uh, two glass bottles, uh, my wallet, my phone, a chopstick. I don't think you would throw your phone at me. I wouldn't throw my phone at you. I would throw yeah. my wallet at you though. A candle. Um. So you you did the wrong thing. I'm moving things then slowly. slowly moving everything away from me. <laughs> it's fine. I'll just reach for Travis's mug and throw that. Yeah, please don't. Travis, <laughs> Travis, love... what kind of mug did you buy? It's a giant mug with a T on it. <laughs> I went to the grocery store to buy groceries, and then they had like alphabet mugs in the in the section. It's um, how big is this? I don't know, but it suits you to a T. Yeah, it's like. <sighs> Hey! <laughs> it's Drink. like a it's like a twenty ounce mug. It's big. That is, yeah. it is a pretty big mug. You're so proud of it. You posted a picture of it yeah. in like a group chat and then online. You posted it everywhere. You posted it everywhere. I loved it. Also, could, I instinctively haven't drunk out of that mug yet. Thank you. Like usually we share mugs because we just have mugs yeah. for sharing. That's how we treat most of our glasses. I'm gonna buy you an A mug. Oh my god! Thank you. Then I'll get a B minus. Um. <laughs> And then we can spell bat. Hey. Hey. Or tab. Or, or avatar. <laughs> the, the shortening of about. Or <laughs> BTA. Wait, you said that one already. Never no, mind. Said, no, Abita. You said Abita. Yeah, I said, I said, it, I said that backwards. Bata. Anyway. Bata. How was your day, Ari? It was so good, Ben. Do you want to hear about what happened? How good was it? Okay. So the very first thing I did was I woke up. Then I decided I need to brush my teeth. Just kidding. I'm not going to through the whole day. But I am <laughs> going to tell you about something amazing that happened. Okay. Two amazing things, actually. So do you remember the movie The Princess and the Goblin? Damn, I haven't seen that since I was like seven. Yes, neither have I. So I wasn't totally convinced that it was a movie that actually existed. I thought maybe I was in a Berenstein Bear situation. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, that got hashtag confirmed for me today. It's the only time that BuzzFeed has ever been useful in my life. Because uh, it was on like a BuzzFeed clickbait list of like movies from the '90s that aren't Disney that are seriously underrated. That was also, a Disney movie. No, it, that wasn't Disney. Oh, okay. it's like something. It's a foreign yeah. film. Also, Fern Gully was on that list, and I was oh, like, "God, <sighs> that was good when I was six. Yeah, it doesn't, does doesn't not hold, hold up. up. Doesn't hold I don't up. Ble- I don't believe it does. No, I don't believe it would. No, yeah. it does have a sequel though. Are there like a few of them? I don't know. Any who's possibly. So BuzzFeed and Prince. So I was like, there's something from my childhood that I wasn't completely sure existed, but half remembered. Yeah. And it's been confirmed today. Yeah. So I'm going to end this quest I've been on for the past over a decade. I think you've talked about this on the show before. I have talked about this on the show, but here's a quick refresher. I think I have a copy of this VHS. No. 
Yes. The Princess and the Goblin? Yes. Oh, we okay. should watch it. I'll have to see if I can find it. It's probably in my garage. I remember it pretty fondly. All right, go through, go through the synopsis. Okay. The Princess and the Goblin? Yes. I have no idea. It's about a princess and a goblin. Okay. Let me... no, and also there's this, a prince? I don't know. This book that you've been looking for. Okay. I have been looking for this book since I read it for the first time in sixth grade. Mm. I borrowed it from my English teacher, Mrs. Nixon, and I let that book go, and then it disappeared. And I have forgotten nearly everything about the book. Here is what I remembered from it. Yeah. Is it about this uncle who tries to kill his niece and nephew mm-hmm. to get some sort of fortune, and he summons a demon to do it. For years, everybody has been like, it's a series of unfortunate events. And I always go, no. no. It is not a series of unfortunate events. Other things I remember from the book, each chapter was narrated by a different character, so they all had shadow puppets up on the top of the chapters. And it was set somewhere vaguely Germany, right? It wasn't in, I don't know if it was in Germany, but it was vaguely Germany. I have been searching for this book for years. Mm -hmm. I have asked total strangers about it. I have Googled it. I have tried to get in touch with my old English teacher, Mrs. Nixon, and I could not find it. Son of a bitch. Until today. Yeah. Oh, you fucking found it? Yes. Damn. I went to Facebook and I was like, here's the story. Mm-hmm. I will give a, the person who finds this book, I will give you $5 if you find this book, please. So you owe somebody some money. No, I don't anymore because she gratefully, she declined my reward. <laughs> Good. Um... I was like, I'll give you $5 or a couple of your next Starbucks, which is pretty much the same amount. Yeah. I was like, let's find this fucking book. Help me out. People shared my status. Yeah. Like, <laughs> people commented and were like, was it this book? Was it this book? And I was like, no, it's none of those books. I Somebody said A Wrinkle in Time, and I was like, it's definitely not A Wrinkle in Time. That is nothing in common with the plot. Yeah. And then my friend Jacinda, hey Jacinda, she was like, is it Count Carlstein? And I was like, is it Count Carlstein by Philip Pullman, a writer who I love? Yes. Yes, it fucking was. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, the book has been found. I'm going to ask for it for Christmas birthday next year. It's going to be amazing. And here's the plot of that book. I totally misremembered it. Damn. Not totally. Yeah, just enough to... It is about an uncle who, yeah. ten years in the past, made a deal with the demon huntsman, mm. Zambriel, it's set in Switzerland, uh, made a deal with the demon huntsman that he would provide a sacrifice in ten years if the demon huntsman gave him a fortune, which he did. The uncle plans on sacrificing his two nieces, not a niece and nephew, and a uh, kitchen maid and her... Uh, brother who is a uh criminal help hide the nieces from the uncle and the demon yeah and in the end the demon takes the uncle instead uh i don't remember any of that <laughs> i just remember like uncle wants to kill his you know relations yeah i did remember the the criminal the fugitive and i did remember the kitchen maid and that was about it except i thought she was a barmaid yeah um and I cannot tell you how satisfying it is to finally know what that book is. I am not kidding when I say that this is a mystery that has been plaguing me and my friends for years. Yeah. And it got figured out today, and I, it just feels so good. It feels so good. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. 
Thank you. Take a bow. <laughs> Although one thing that does bug me, if I had just, I love Philip Pullman, right? His Dark yeah. Materials is an amazing series. If I had just looked at his bibliography. You probably could have found it. I would yeah. have found it years ago. Yeah. Also, it's amazing to me that you didn't immediately, like, resort to social media. Like, it took you this long. Well, I well, think the idea is, like, you want to find it yourself and shit like that. That, and also, I think it's super annoying when people post things like that on social media. Oh, that's yeah. true. Um, no, there's... So I haven't done it. I did not think it was that. And I don't think it was the princess and the goblin. Uh, I think what I'm thinking of was a completely different movie. Oh, cool. It's kind of crazy to think yeah. about the things that you misremember. Yeah. Like, like, and actually, this kind of relates to the Berenstein Bears thing. Yeah. People will swear up and down that... It was Berenstein. Berenstein or the Shazam movie exists. They swear that they remember it. I No, for real. I fucking remember uh, Sinbad in a fucking... Like, the... Like, it was like Sinbad and Shaq were going head-to-head to have, like, a better genie film. But how do you know that it wasn't just suggested to you, yeah. and then you made up the memories yourself? Which is actually very common. Yeah, I, see, I, that's I, the thing, is the human memory is just complete shit. It's yeah. garbage. Yeah. And so you will fill in details naturally, and you won't yeah. even realize you're doing it. Yeah. Like, before today, before I read a synopsis of the book, I would have sworn... That the main characters were a niece and a nephew, a boy and a girl. Yeah. I could, I would have, before my family and God and everybody would have been like, I would have put my life on it. Yeah. It is about a niece and nephew. That yeah. is what I remember and that is what I know to be true. And yet it is not. It's about two girls. Hmm. Who fucking knew? It, yeah. It's all gush up mm-hmm. there. It's all gush. All gush. That's just another name for the brain. Gush. That's the, uh, that's the name of the episode. It's all gush. It's all gush. It's all gush in the hush. Wow. G O O S H. So. Um, oh, that's how I have to spell it. Yes. yes. Okay. You do now, <laughs> unless you cut this out. I would have spelled it G U S H. Like gush. No, it's gush. Gush. G O O S H. Okay. It's like skadoosh. Skadoosh. Except gush. Yeah, gush. Um. Yeah, uh, I'll have to. I'm gonna have to dig through my fucking uh, VCR tapes in my fucking garage one day this week when I'm off and figure out where that Sinbad movie is. Not the Sinbad <laughs> movie, but the, the no, other I know. movie. The movie that reminds you of the Princess and the Frog, I, or the Princess and the Goblin. There's this movie. I remember watching it like a billion times when I was a goddamn kid. This uh, these this couple, this boy and this girl, are. It's kind of like the Princess Bride. They're going. They fall in love. And, like, things are on the way for them to get married or something. Mm-hmm. And these trolls, goblins, orcs, what have you. I really think it was goblins because that's what got me was the word goblin. That's what really brought it back to my mind. But I remember it was just, like, them breaking in and stealing the girl. And, like, them, they're just taking her down to their lair. Cause are you sure it wasn't Labyrinth? No, it wasn't Labyrinth because it was animated. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, is, it, it the tro- is it a troll in Central Park? No, <clears throat> it was it's it's set in like in like a very fantasy setting. Do you know that does sound vaguely familiar? Mm. And it might be the Princess and the Goblin. I looked at it. I brought it up. It didn't look like that. Like they weren't little kids. They weren't like twelve, thirteen. Oh, they were oldest. like adults. They were like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Was it the Black Cauldron? No, 
I also looked at that, and it was not that one either. Interesting. Well, now we have a new mystery to yeah. unravel. Yeah, now that what is now this, that one mystery has ended. What is yeah. this new movie that Ben vaguely remembers? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For all we know, it could just be Fern Gully. It could yeah. be Fern Gully. <laughs> God, that movie is like burned into my brain. That is that the one where it opens, where like the truck like spills over and poisons the gully. No, you're thinking of. Um, Fuck. I know which movie you're thinking of. That yeah. one stars anthropomorphic animals. Yeah. Fern Gully stars fairies. Uh oh, hang hang the fuck Yeah, up. and there's like a poison cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Played yeah, yeah, by yeah. Tim fucking Curry. Yeah. Um What else was great about your day today, Ari? Yeah. Well Oh, this goddamn movie. Yes. What movie is that called? Oh, no, this is, I pulled up Fern Gully. Okay, there's another movie, it's about these animals, and then, like, they fly a leaf bird plane. Oh, shit, I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. but I don't remember what it is. Mm. The only name that comes to mind is A Troll in Central Park. Totally different movie. Eh, Nostalgia Critic's done a review of it, we'll go <laughs> yeah. look it up later. Um, the other good thing that happened today, there's so many good things happened today. I just woke up with a pep in my step, I drank a full pot of coffee all by myself. And then later I went to Starbucks, drank more coffee. I was called by somebody online, the Quentin Tarantino of me, also me memes, uh, which I'm definitely taking as a compliment. Thank you, Jason Fifi. Um, and then, uh, okay, so I got home from the grocery store. Hmm. And then my dear friend slash roommate slash co-host slash, yes, Once Upon a Forest. That's what that movie is called. Oh, uh, okay. About when they have the leaf bird thing. Yeah. Plane. And that's about a truck that spills and poisons the forest. And then, like, this kid gets sick. This anthropomorphic animal child gets sick. There's, like, an evil owl in it. Anyway. Anyway, sorry. So, yeah. So, my dear friend slash roommate slash co-host slash crime, crime friend slash crime. comedian slash uh, we are also fans of similar anime. Hmm. Travis Short. Travis J. Short. That's me. Um, he wasn't feeling so good, so he asked me to pick up some saltines, so I went to Kroger. Okay. And I just want to say that, like, good things do happen to me, but never things like, hey, you come up, like, when I was a waitress, I never came across the person who was like, here's a ridiculously large tip for no reason. Mm -hmm. I got a $10 plate, but I'm going to give you, like, $70 worth of tip because I'm just a good soul. So I went to Kroger, and I picked up uh, my friend some some saltines and ginger ale, and then I went to go check out, and in the cash back section, somebody had forgotten to pick up their $27, and I was like, this is for me now, <laughs> and I put it in my wallet, and then I walked away yeah. with my purchases. It was fucking awesome. That never happens. I never unexpectedly come across like money like that. Yeah. And I was so excited and I did not do the right person thing, which was try to find the owner because fuck being a good person. Yeah. Um, and it was great. Live as a true neutral. I always do something like right as winter is ending and spring is beginning is I have a coat <clears throat> that yes. I'll leave I'll leave like ten a ten dollar bill yes. in the inside pocket of the coat. That way when winter rolls back around, I have ten dollars. Hell yeah. That pa is awesome. Past me gave future me ten dollars. Have you ever been drunk and then ordered something for yourself and then forgotten about it and then got a delivery and like, hey, future me, how 
happy birthday. I have not done that. Oh my god! But I have gone gotten drunk and gone grocery shopping. Ha! I we've talked about that. That's, a, that's yeah, an amazing that, thing to do. I do, I do that bit. That's, amazing, that's a bit I do. Terrible thing to do. Yeah. An amazingly, wonderfully terrible thing to do. I do. I watched The Grinch Who Stole Christmas recently. <laughs> I'll do the uh, get drunk and order stuff. Yes. But I, I have the best slash boring thing about it. I order stuff that I need, not necessarily want. Mm-hmm. So it's be like, oh, I need like a new like a battery for something or yeah. cable or something like that. It's shit like that. It's never, oh, you bought yourself a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. If I bought myself a Nintendo Switch unexpectedly, I would be very mad at past self because yeah. that is too big a purchase. <laughs> I'm talking yep. about buying yourself something small and cute. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, maybe a $20 purchase. Nothing crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, you know, in the future, it's summertime and everything's bright and beautiful. But right now in the past, it's Christmas time. Yep. Yeah, it is. Christmas time is here, everybody. And we're all Christmas celebrators. Yeah. Do you guys have any Christmas wishes? AKA shit you want for gifts. Oh, I, like, like, I wish for um, more money. And Solid you'll get choice. it. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> uh, someone hit me with the, if money was no object, what would you ask for? Oh, yeah. I came back with the national debt. And pull and peel Twizzlers. <laughs> uh, see, I'm way more selfish than that. I would be like... More selfish than $30 trillion? Yeah, because my answer <laughs> would not be, like, help other people and the nation. It would be pay for my student loans, please. No, I'm not saying I want, like, the national debt paid for. I just want... Oh, he wants that amount. I want $30 Whatever trillion. the amount oh, never mind. of the I national debt is, he wants that. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, pull and peel Twizzlers. Ugh, gross. Fuck you. Um, they're always like I like the strawberry yeah. Twizzlers or I like black licorice, and there is no in between. I I appreciate strawberry Twizzlers. They're yeah. good. Black licorice is good every now and again, but every once in a while, I, I need that fake cherry in me. Well, I could eat like a whole pack of strawberry Twizzlers by myself in one sitting. I could not do the same with black. I'm glad that you guys can both agree that you enjoy the same gross candy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Travis, you don't even know the tip of the iceberg that is me enjoying gross candy. All I mean, of my favorite candy is for old people. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love candy corn, so I'm already at the top of that list. Gross, gross, gross. You <laughs> See? See? All right. So back to our gross and, and disgusting candy. Like, Faces, mm. we're just like fuck you, yeah. Travis. You, you know the candy store at Bridge Street that isn't the chocolate crocodile? Oh yes. yeah, yeah. The crocodiles for chocolate. The candy store for candy. It's sugar. Yeah, it's sugar. That's what it is. I didn't know we had one in Huntsville. I went to a few out in uh, Los Angeles mm-hmm. this ah, past Christmas. L.A. City of Dreams uh, and Angels I did, and Nightmares and Demons. I've got stories about all of those. Hmm. But at It's Sugar, they have. I'm, I'm measuring it up out about like two and a half feet. With my hands? No, you have a roller. They have. <laughs> they have a bag that big of strawberry Twizzlers. Ooh. Damn. Okay, I cannot eat that many strawberry I've, Twizzlers. It's it's not like it's not like it's like that, and it's like that many Twizzlers. Mm-hmm. That's how long the Twizzlers are. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Yes. Okay, that I could probably eat. Yeah. When I say I could eat one pack of Twizzlers in one setting, I mean like. 
the movie candy pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not a like Not a huge bag of Twizzlers. So you you like Twizzlers as much as I do. I do love Twizzlers. Yeah. There there is a package and like like the name I I give it it's a it's a bit insensitive. But if you see them, you understand where I'm going with this. Have you ever had gay Twizzlers? <laughs> oh, they have the, the rainbow kind. The rainbow, rainbow kind. That's what I call them. Oh, God. Because they're uh, delicious and get... amazing, and I love them. Oh, like the gays. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah, you saved it. We were about to get letters, but you saved you it. You saved it. Good job. It's me agreeing to something. I didn't really save it. <laughs> but I'll roll with it. Yeah, hey, you, you tried. Yes. Um... But it's oh, it's so fucking good. I love them. Uh, I really like Airheads Extremes. Those are fantastic. Which are like rainbow sour Airheads. Yeah. Oh, the gay bacon strips. <laughs> the gay bacon strips. That, that's that's an epic mealtime thing. Don't send us those letters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, blame Epic Mealtime. Send them to Epic Mealtime, please. Yeah, get them to bring uh, muscles to glasses back. Also, please tell Epic Mealtime to stop. It makes me so sick. <laughs> I get so upset. I'm just like, God, that is. It, are you guys eating that? Is that just a huge waste of food and you guys are all eating? What is happening there? Have you ever seen the Gentleman's Rant YouTube channel? No. They do a gentleman. It's them being super, it's not gentlemanly at all. It's them just speaking very nice and softly about things, but really just being like seething with anger about them. Mm-hmm. Like they have one about online dating, Valentine's Day, Christmas, seeing your family, abortions, everything. Well, that last one, it's about people who are against abortions. But any hoozle, they have one about epic mealtime, and it's amazing because – and they also have Harley Morenstein, who is the main guy on mm-hmm. epic mealtime. He is on there. He's in like – he's got fake glasses and a big-ass fake mustache on. <laughs> But one of the best things is uh, a rip on the show is them just taking like five bites of this just stupid thing that they put together and then throwing the uh, the rest away because it's so wasteful. Yeah. There is, there's one that I think they actually finished on video and I think it's the one that made them not finish any other one. That's fair. It's the uh, drunk chili. Oh. The four loco chili. Yeah, someone's gonna die eating chili. That's my favorite line out of anything ever. I goddamn love it, and I'll quote it till I die. Oh, you know what we should uh, do one chili. time? We can't do it tonight because we all need some preparation for that. Yeah, from less what? preparation than what we did last episode, more preparation than what we're doing for this episode. Yeah, which is just seeing where the wind takes us. Exactly. Um, <laughs> But we should do a favorite quotes episode. That's oh, a good yeah, 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 we yeah. should do like a like we should all pick ten quotes and then talk about what we like them or something. It's yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Not I'm, next time. I'm, Not for the season finale. But let's do it later. I'm still trying um, to um, goddamn. Let's do it in uh, season two. Speaking of things to talk about, I have a question I'm for you guys. Why are you so upset? I'm looking at I'm looking through that list on IMDb. Oh, the Sinbad ad, the movie? No, I'm not I'm not looking for the Sinbad movie. I'm looking for the one with the princess and the trolls. And that is not the princess and the troll. That's a different one. I swear to sweet bejesus. Sweet bejesus. But uh I have a question for you guys. What you got for me? Keller Atiel. Do you guys go through a media cycle? Yes. Yes. So I do this thing where uh especially for like visual media, mm. I will be really into watching just TV shows for a while. Yeah. And then just movies. And then I'll move to like just internet content. Like just people that make things on the internet. Right. And then just anime. And like right now I'm in my anime media time. phase. Yeah. I'm in anime time. And then after that it's probably going to go back to like live action television. 
And I just noticed this pattern, like, over the few years. I, I always, like, rotate in the cycle. What kind of cycle do you guys have that's like that? Uh, ben, do you want to go first? Yeah. Uh, I'll watch, like, I'll binge watch a show on Netflix because that is my favorite way to take in a show. Like, if they do, like, the, one of their original series, mm-hmm. I fucking love just going through the whole thing and just watching it all in one go. Oh, yeah. Like, this past weekend, I watched uh, two shows that I... One of which is new, and I didn't know I would fucking love, but I do. Uh, White Gold. Oh yeah, it's a live oh, action. It's, you told I've heard about this. I don't think I've, I haven't told like yeah, I no, think, but I've heard yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two of the guys from the In Betweeners. I don't remember their names, but they're in it. But it's this it's this esoteric and niche idea. It's set in 1983 in Essex, and it's about window insert salesmen. Huh. Huh. That sounds innocuous as fuck. Yeah. But we're talking about 1983 United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's just all cocaine and tits. Exactly. Nice. And it's amazing. It's hilarious. It's funny. It's dry. It's British. Fucking watch it. Mm. Uh, the other thing I watched, all in one go, basically, because I couldn't sleep one night. Uh, s- season two of F is for Family. Mmm. Mm. That was so fucking good. The first season is it's they're finding their feet. It's good. It's not great. Uh, but season two, every like seemingly throwaway bit of dialogue is just a setup for a callback episodes later, and it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, I'll go from Netflix originals uh, to stuff on YouTube. I'll watch a few movies every now and again, but mm-hmm. I really bounce between TV shows and YouTube content. Specifically, things about Dark Souls. Yeah, of course. Because I love the series to goddamn death. And epic name, bro, Marcus, you son of a bitch. You have, like, one of the best voices to sleep to. (laughs) If you're listening... You sweet Mississippian bastard. (laughs) You and German spy. Fuck, you got... If you like Dark Souls and like, check out both of their YouTube channels. They're amazing. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much my cycle. I'm cool. Sorry. Rock on. What you got, Ari? Um, I have a couple of different cycles, and yeah. I do go through something very similar with Travis, but mm-hmm. a bit of a like twist on it. Mm-hmm. So you may have noticed just from me talking is that I don't watch a lot of what is in the zeitgeist. Yeah. Or critically acclaimed let's say Mm -hmm. it's hard to like go with the flow on shit like that yeah and it's not because i'm not like i'm not trying to be like one of those people who like hates it because it's popular yeah because because i don't watch it i literally don't have an opinion about it until i watch it Mm -hmm. or like you know i don't watch it because maybe it just doesn't sound like my cup of tea or whatever but i don't but there was an av club article the year The Flash came out, so 2014, right? Mm-hmm. There was an AB Club article that was like mm-hmm. in defense of mediocre television or in celebration of mediocre television. Right. And I would classify a lot about what I watch as mediocre. And in fact, when I was juggling podcast ideas mm-hmm. between Hey Ass Butt and this other idea I had, one of the podcast ideas I had um I would call it mediocre, and it would literally be about mediocre TV that falls through the cracks. Right. And I was inspired to do this because I was watching Leverage, mm-hmm. which is an fun show about con artists who Robin Hood things, right? Nice. So they steal from big businesses and give to the poor. 
or people have been screwed over by big businesses, Mm -hmm. which to me is like a liberal wet dream. Mm -hmm. And so I'm into that. So, um, but that being said, I watch a lot about, I watch a lot of commentary, meta narrative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm very into like, like, videos and essays and blogs that are about storytelling and narrative and the more technical aspect of it like editing and you know color coding and uh sound design and blah 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 mm-hmm. yeah. and pacing and planting and blah 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 so when i am into a new commentator i will watch the things that they talk about so right now, I'm going through Digibro's entire YouTube library. Yeah. Okay. And I'm watching a lot of anime because of that. Or like, um, uh, Lindsay Ellis has a bunch of video- videos about Disney. So I was re-watching Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Um, because after I watch the commentary or read the commentary, I kind of want to go back and like, yeah, check it out. Check it out. And, and see like, what you with agree with. And, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I also have a cycle as far as genre goes. Like I'll like right now I'm reading a lot of like romance or not reading, but I'm watching a lot of romance anime just because mm-hmm. I'm in the mood for that. Mm-hmm. But I'll eventually go back to sci-fi and fantasy and I like uh, I do this with like dark stuff. Like sometimes I just read and need a really good dark book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A disturbing read. Yeah. And then I want something light and fluffy. So nice to talk about like a to watch something that you like commentators that you you want to watch alongside to grasp to yourself. I'll do that with video games. Like I love LP channels. Oh yeah, yeah. I got into the Dark Souls games because I watched people play them. Mm-hmm. Um. And well, and I also hope that that people do that with us. Oh hell yeah! Not that okay. Our focus is definitely more co- like com- 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 comedy. Yeah. Whoa, that word was hard to get out. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, our focus is more about being funny than about making good meta analysis. Yeah. I do think we have some quality meta analysis, mm. but we don't go like super deep, no. like frame by frame breaking no. down this and that and that because we're more about joke telling. Yeah. But I do sincerely hope that people watch the episode along with our episodes and like yeah. comment on it and send us emails and tweet at us. And I mean, tweet at Travis, not me or Ben. <laughs> um, you know, that's what I want. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I, I do stuff like that. And I listen to podcasts about like shows that I like, like I like West wing weekly, mm-hmm. yeah. which is literally a podcast about the West wing. <laughs> um, I dig it. I also just listen to a lot of podcasts as well. It's, uh, I'm a podcast person. Yeah. I there's a few podcasts that I really enjoy, but for the most part, when I because I drive a lot, mm-hmm. we were talking about that. Yeah, earlier. you live like you live like thirty minutes away from here. No, I live forty five minutes. Forty five. I live forty five. Oh wow, that's uh, a slow fucking driver because I can definitely make it to your house in thirty minutes. <laughs> you can make it to my house in thirty minutes. Uh, when if like during the day, there's less cops. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's okay. like dirt, day drive. 30 minutes. Night drive, 45, 50. Yeah. That's fair. Because there's way too many spots for cops to hide on 36. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. But, uh, what the fuck are we talking about? Oh, yeah, podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
There's a few that I really enjoy, like the Boogie Monster. Ah, uh, the Boogie Here's, Monster with Kyle Kanan and Dave Stone. You can drop in and out of that very easy. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can pick up any episode and be like, oh, this is it. Yeah, because there's no continuity. Mm-hmm. There is with another one. Also, that, the T in Monster stands for tangent. Yeah, yeah. pretty fucking much. <laughs> much like the T's in Hey Ass, but. Yeah. <laughs> both, all of them stand both for tangent. Both T's stand yeah. for tangent. Yep. But yeah, because uh, I, I, I'm trying to listen to audiobooks. Uh,. I don't know, man. He gave me like some good tunes to listen to. And I'm driving down the road. I'm just happy. I'm skipping along. I'm not. Th- I'm trying to not mm-hmm. think about anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll get lost in thought listening to a podcast because if you get lost in thought in a song, you can just like drop back out of your thought. And you're oh, hey, yeah. the music's back. Mm-hmm. You drop out of you drop into thought with a podcast, and then suddenly you lost five minutes of that podcast. Like, what were they just talking about? I exactly. can't remember. If the podcast is good enough, I don't do that. Yeah. Okay. Like, one of my favorite podcasts called God Awful Movies, where they yeah. review bad Christian movies. Mm. It is so entertaining to me that I'm just like, like, I'll pay attention to the entire thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And that actually used to be, when I was at my most driving, that was my ritual on Tuesdays. I would put on God Awful Movies and I would listen to it, mm. maybe even more than once, I don't know. Yeah. Depends on how good the episode is and how much I liked it. Usually in relation to how much I hated the movie they were talking about. Yeah, yeah. the one podcast I can listen to consistently, mm-hmm. and I won't, I won't like ADD out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the Bill Burr podcast. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, son of a bitch. That is a good one. I want an, I want a channel on ESPN where it's just him commentating. I would watch fishing if he commentated it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone knows fishing is the most boring sport to watch. Yep. That slash and, do. That and golf. Fishing, like in in and of itself, the activity very relaxing. It is boring because it's so relaxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching mother, like I could watch like highlights of a motherfucker catching a big ass bass, but I don't want to watch like four hundred laps of NASCAR time. or yeah. know, six hours of them trying to find the fish. Yeah. Um. Another cycle that I'm going through right now <laughs> is I cycle music. Okay. Like mm-hmm. for a while, like I just got a Spotify Premium. Mm. So I went and I listened to, like, uh, all of the My Chemical Romance albums. Nice. And then I went and looked up, like, a bunch of jazz that I really like and listened to that. And now I'm listening to a lot of classical music. I think it's because I just finished Your Lie in April. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I, I just like classical playlist and listen to it on the way to work. I play it at work. Like, I just t- I turned on this, like, um, brass symphony playlist and it played all day and it was awesome. I've been doing a lot more writing recently, and when I write, I like to have just, like, chilled out grooves, mm-hmm. tunes, that sort of thing. There's a really good Spotify playlist. I don't, it's, honestly, I have to see if I find it, I can send it to you. There's one I want to send to you, too. Mm-hmm. But it's this just ambient relaxation, I think is, like, the name of it. It's just the most relaxing fucking thing I've ever listened to. Mm. Yeah. Is it like soundscapes or are they like beats or it, what? It's soundscapes. Because I really like yeah. down tempo music. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very like, I like that lo-fi down tempo kind of yeah. um, hip hop. Not not so much like rap hip hop, but like those hip hop beats that are real lo-fi and real yeah. down tempo, real chill. I like those. Like, like you could turn it on tracks. on a raining night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would like brain food. On Netflix or uh, Spotify. Mm, I'll check it out. Yeah. Right now I've been listening to, as far as music goes, actually I've been listening to kind of a lot of random stuff because yeah. I don't watch music videos, 
but there are some really well put together AMVs. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. And um, so, fun fact, I would love to do like a video or something about the evolution of AMVs. Oh, God. Because back when we were, back when I was first starting to get into anime, oh, yeah. I, I think would watch. Same for all of us. Yeah. So. I would, well, we, you know, we're all roughly the same age and probably got into anime at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. Um, I would watch like these AMVs and they were just like literally just pictures put to music. Yeah. No thought into it. If it was... No animation. If it was really good, it wouldn't just be pictures. It would be clips from the show. Yes. And if it was even better, it would almost... The the mouth flaps would almost sync yes. up with the song. And that's yeah. when like, you that knew... Like, that was a good AMV. Yeah, that's when you knew you had a quality or like, AMV. Or it was a fight scene, and the hit, like, the sword hits would sync up with the boom... Oh, like um, that was a good AMV. Then. For those of you, I guess we need to explain what an AMV are. It stands for AMV is. It stands for anime music video. I can't imagine anyone on the internet. What if you don't listening like to anime? It. You did lead into it by saying it was about music videos. That you don't watch music videos, and then you said music. AMV. That's true. We also talk about anime a lot. Yeah, we do. We're anime fans. We're yeah. a bunch of fucking weeb fucks. But uh, we're otaku. But yeah, if some of us are even old otaku. <laughs> I have fun. You shouldn't talk about yourself <gasps> like that. <laughs> yeah, Ari, the oldest person here. I don't mean it as in like old as in you, like man. we're all physically old. I mean yeah. it as in you we are, are fans of older anime. Foot in the grave. Your birthday's coming up. It is. God. My knees I'm click be when I stand up. I'm 75 and I'm yeah. going to be so old. I'm already 174. It's insane. I know, right? Um, Just kidding. I'm only 67. Uh... <laughs> I okay. You so fifty-two. I look good for my and age. I'm twelve. <laughs> <laughs> and the cats are thirty-seven in dog years. <laughs> and how old are you, Ben? He said he was fifty-two. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought you were saying I was fifty-two. Yeah, I thought you said, I looked good for my age at fifty-two. I said you told me you were fifty-two. Oh okay. Yeah, I'm forty-eight. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, now that we've gotten ages figured out. Yeah. Um. So we were getting to anime yeah. approximately 1987. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Berserk, Fist of the North Star. Yeah, Dragon uh, Ball was starting to come out. Dragon Ball Dragon just Ball started. Was yeah. yeah, Dragon Ball was here. Um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Sailor Moon? Yeah. Lupin the Third. Yeah, Lupin the Third. That kicked ass. Oh, so good. Well, Lupin the Third, I think, came out in the 70s. Okay, fair enough. What, we, but we they, can still talk about it because we, we, we in 1987. Yeah, in 1987, we, it was definitely out. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> Lupin the Third has so it's a huge franchise. Yeah, it is. So there were definitely movies coming out. Oh yeah. In 1987, and TV shows and blah blah blah. Mm. Ah, Lupin. The third. Lupin. Now, case closed was like 90 something. Yeah, Cyborg 009. Oh man. <laughs> Galaxy train. Astro Boy. Astro Boy. Aeon Flux? No. No. That's 94, so yeah. Also, not an anime. If you go from the animes are from Japan definition. That's Japanimation. Japanimation? Is that what kids call it when it's it's from Japan? Yeah. Is that what the kids say these days? No, well, that that comes from a joke from Super Troopers. When they're talking about uh, Johnny Chimpo. Uh, It's Afghanistan animation. Okay. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen Super Troopers. Mm-hmm. Super Troopers 2, April 20th. What were you talking about? I'm sorry. Okay, so AMVs, AMVs are anime music videos yeah. where people will take clips or fan art or 
stills from the show and put it to music, right? Usually that has some sort of thematic significance. Well, this, in the beginning, you know, sketchy, but nowadays they are amazing. They are like... Like with edited with perfectly. pro editing software being available to everyone, yeah, and it, they're beautiful. Photoshop and everything like that. They're it's also crazy. the images are so clear yeah. now, mm. like because some of the old AMVs are like, did you record it's, this on yeah, a Nokia? Like they what the recorded fuck? it with their VHS, yeah, and then put it put they put the VHS in a VHS to DVD converter, and then put that DVD in their computer. I actually have one that I want to show you guys probably before we watch the episode. That was just made this year, and it's um, uh, basically it's like it it's to the song uh fuck I don't remember the song, but it basically is like it goes through the history of anime. Like it starts with Astro Boy, mm-hmm. and then it just goes up till today, and it is so so satisfying to watch. It's called Timeless. It's from Hamster uh, Hamstar One Thirty Eight is the mm. YouTube channel it's on. It won. Um, at Anime Boston, because they have an AMV competition every year, mm-hmm. it won. Uh, fuck, it won Editor's Choice, Judge's Choice, and Best in So. Seriously, it is so like yeah. if you're a if you're an anime fan, your heart will just be like mm, from all the anime that they show. It's really great. Do you think that be- like anime competitions at conventions made AMVs the way that they are? Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like if it hadn't have been a competitive thing, people would have just been like, oh. Whatever. All of my favorite AMVs from the past couple of years have come from, like, have won at some sort of anime convention. Mm-hmm. Um, the editing is spot on. The music is great. And they don't just do, like, music. Like, they'll do, like, trailer parodies. Yeah. Uh, it's just a good time. That does sound pretty fucking awesome. Like, there's one for um, Yuri on Ice, which mm-hmm. is kind of like the breakout hit of the past year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that puts the Blades of Glory tra- trailer over it. Oh, nice. And I haven't seen Yuri on Ice, but it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> also, I want to see Yuri on Ice. I've heard it's great. Yeah. And I like figure skating, so. And dancing. And that's what figure skating is. Yeah. It's dancing on ice. All right. All right, well. What were we talking about? Uh, I don't know. We were talking about AMVs and... Just our media cycles. Yeah. We are slowly converting Hey Ass Bud into an anime podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I've been saying for years that Supernatural is just a live action anime. And I yeah. have been agreeing with you for years. Yeah. Particularly since Supernatural has an anime anime. Yeah, since we've been talking about Supernatural since we first met each other. Yeah. yeah. Ben often says Supernatural is an anime, and then I go, yes it is. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's... If you ever wondered what Ben and I's conversations are off air, it's just that. Yeah. It's yep. just that. Yep, that's all it is. Uh, yep. So our friendship is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we like to save the gold for the for the show. Yep. Yes. Um, I've learned so much about Ben over the course of the show. <laughs> <laughs> for example, that he says things other than Supernatural is an anime. Yeah. <laughs> Supernatural um, is an anime. Supernatural is an anime. It is a live action. It is a, no, it's not just an anime. It's a visual novel. Oh God! Supernatural <laughs> is an anime. <laughs> um, God, we've got to watch the supernatural anime. We have to do it, please. I think at the dub, Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki voice their characters. Oh, do they? Because of course they do. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> supernatural is an anime. <laughs> <laughs> Ben, if you say that for the rest of the podcast, I will throw something at you. <laughs> Again. 
supernatural is it? Please stop. I can't keep going with it. Please stop. <laughs> Please. First of all, we need you. We need you to talk about the episode in the second half of the podcast. I'll say things other than that. Speaking of oh. which. Yeah. Travis. Yes. Today's episode is called Dead Man's Blood. Dead Man's Blood. What do you think it's about? That one's super high. Okay. Dead (laughs) dead Man's Blood. Sam and Dean. Uh Okay, first of all, a catastrophe has struck. And Sam and Dean go to donate blood. And they're at the blood donation place. And then suddenly... Bags of blood just start popping open everywhere. And they're like, what the fuck? This is crazy. And then it it turns out that someone was microwaving the blood. (laughs) Um, okay. Hmm. Microwaving the blood might be the most... Like, okay, one day I'm going to. Hmm. You can stop right goddamn there. Yeah. Somebody needs to make an an, If anyone ever does animated things of us on this podcast, I am commissioning some motherfucker to do an animated short of Travis somehow collecting a dead man's blood. <laughs> Getting it in like a microwave safe gladware container. (laughs) Placing it in the microwave for six minutes and 66 seconds. Gross. And microwaving it. Um, And then it popping in the microwave because it would. It would. Yeah. Six six minutes and 66 seconds? That's way too long to microwave blood for. Don't ask me how I know that. After I said the microwave blood, like the look you gave me was just like. Okay, that's the craziest thing you've ever said. I one day I will just take a bunch of our lines out of context and put in a supercut and create a new podcast episode from that. And I think the coup de gras will be microwave blood. Yeah, it would. And you take the blood and put it in the microwave and microwave it. The cream rises to the top, Travis. We like to have fun here. The cream rises to the top. Well, Travis, uh... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. Yeah, I'm like 95. Well, if, if this was like an HBO or Netflix sure. original series, maybe. If we were watching Dexter or yeah. Mindhunter, yeah. maybe. But this is the CW Supernatural. At this time, the W motherfucking B. Let's yeah. take a seat. Take yeah, it. well, we won't know until we find out. Let's find out! Let us commence. So we're back. We're me. We're back. We're back. <laughs> we are here to do a rundown on this episode. Yeah. Let's get yes. started because it's very late and I'm very yeah. tired. Let's do it. So we cold open on a man in a bar looking as one of the other, other patrons suggests that he is the Unabomber. He's going through what looked like Hunter notes. Mm-hmm. 
uh, the the bartender is like badgering him about getting another drink. Yeah, didn't you see uh, there was a symbol on there? Yeah, yeah, the Zoroastrian the, symbol, yeah, um, shadow, mm-hmm. the weird fucked up Z with the circle or whatever. Yeah. That's in his notebook. Yeah, that's how we're like this, this guy. He knows what's up. He yeah. knows. He knows yeah. things. Actually, honestly, if you were a character in the show and you have a notebook with a latch, you are probably a hunter. Yeah, probably. You're probably a hunter yeah. just by virtue of being a character in the show. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Or you're about to be a hunter because your family's about to die. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so God, this universe is depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so is ours. But uh, that's a that's a joke for another time. Uh, and so he's going through his notes. He gets his drink. And then we see like a, a, it's like a record scratch kind of moment. Yeah. Because he he feels like a disturbance in the force because he looks at the door and like this crew of people, it's like six people led by this woman. She's wearing a leather vest with like a bikerish looking shirt underneath, jeans. They look like a young gang of bikers. Yeah. For for mid 2000s, this is the pinnacle of edgy sexiness. Oh yeah, she right. was like. We see these people, and we're like, yeah. mm, "Ooh, they're edgy and sexy." And I want to listen to some. They all kiss each other. I want to listen mouths. to some Sugar Ray and. <laughs> oh God! No, at that point, I lick bet... guacamole off of the, the the dip in your throat. I don't know. What do sexy people do? Something uh, like that. Yeah, who knows? I definitely don't know. I imagine sexy people like to have food in bed, which just wicks me out, personally. Just wicks me out. You don't like food? Like, when when you say food in bed. Like, in a sexy way. I don't like sexy food in bed. No? Not even like... I'll eat in bed. Not even like strawberries? So cliche. (laughs) Strawberries? What next? You're going to serve me champagne on a bed of roses? I mean, probably. I don't know. I eat in bed because I believe in reciprocity. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I eat in bed like by myself usually pantless <laughs> I don't invite other people in my bed and then let them watch me eat in bed no some strawberries some whipped cream some chocolate syrup some mustard who knows some mustard <laughs> mustard's for the hot dog <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. how many super troopers references are gonna no that's a that's a goddamn uh, beer fest reference yeah. shit okay so, as, as the only person here who has had a penis in their mouth, I have to say, the idea of Hey, putting, hey, hey. <laughs> not hey. that y'all haven't tried, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, you're right, I've but... I succeeded. It was stone ground mustard, thank you very much. Okay, look. <laughs> the idea of putting mustard on somebody's dick and then... Okay, I'm just... <laughs> yeah, just no, stop yourself. No, 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 oh. no, no. Also, my aunt listens to this podcast, and a one more time resounding no, okay? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that let's get back to the episode. Yes. Anyhoozle, so they all sit down at this table together, and the bartender says, what do y'all have? And well, she says more like, what do you have? And the girl just over her shoulder goes, jack all around, leave the bottle. Yeah. Which no one does in real life. Mm-mm. No. Because that's just expensive. And then the bartender reaches behind the bar and like reaches like second or third and whips out some Jose Cuervo. As an alcoholic, I know which bottle that was. Uh, yeah, it was not Jack. That was not Jack Daniels. Like Jack, Jack Daniels not only has a very specific label, but yeah. a very specific bottle type. Yeah. Like you can't fake Jack Daniels. Nope. Also, well, it, how they were filming in a bar... I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they have Jack Daniels all over the world, right? Like, it, yeah. they should have Jack Daniels at least in Canada. Oh, yeah. Especially I think. a bar in Vancouver, a dive in yeah. Vancouver. Yeah. 
Also, oh, I'm like, sorry, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, some poor PA wasn't like, yeah, actually, my dad's an alcoholic. I could probably get you guys a bottle of Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just comes... put sweet tea in it, call, or excuse me, unsweet tea yeah. in it, call it a day. Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, Colorado. Yankees. Vancouver. Yeah. Yankees. Yankees. Do they even have iced tea in Vancouver? They probably have unsweet tea. They probably yeah. don't call it unsweet tea. They probably just call it tea. Iced tea? Yeah, iced tea, yeah. Mm. I'm sure they have a few of his records, but still. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure <laughs> How they're strange all to go to a music. place and they mean the hip-hop, not the beverage. <laughs> that never happens here. But never no, happens. Never. But when, as, when the bartender is like looking back, she's seeing if our buddy, Mr. Elkins, Danny Elkins, I believe she calls him, mm. uh, she's asking him if he wants another shot. And like she turns and she sees like the the shot glass has been like sat down very roughly because the liquid is still moving because mm-hmm. it's probably tea. Mm-hmm. And then that that's when we see Mr. Elkins rush out. Well, he's in his car and he's rushing back to his cabin because he lives up in the woods by himself. And he rushes inside, and he's like he's about to like flip on a light or something. And that's when oh no he's opening his safe. Yeah no and, no no he's like in his house. Yeah. Like, locking all the locks and stuff, and then she's there. She's, like, because... The sexy vampire lady just, is what I'm calling her. That's a good... Like, her name was what? Kate? Yeah, her name yeah. is Kate. But it's sexy vampire lady. Sexy Kate. Yeah. Yeah. S-V-L. She was, like, a... What was the, the girl's name from, uh, like, Underworld? Um, Kate, Kate Beckinsale. Beckinsale. Oh, shit. That's, oh, good, that's wow. poignant. Okay. Yeah, because, yeah, like, oh, hot vampire lady. Oh, that's why they uh-huh. did that. Hot Vampire Lady is a discount Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. She is very beautiful. Yeah. Cast or not, Kate Beckinsale, still pretty hot. But they definitely cast her because they were like, hey, it's kind of like Kate Beckinsale. Pale skin, black hair, sharp eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Named her Kate. But yeah, and I feel then, like that's why they did that. Yeah. Like, that's when, uh, like, as soon as he turns around and sees her, like, she gives him, like, some kind of quip about, uh, it's been a long time, Danny. Yeah. Something like that. Hey, it's my favorite you. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, yeah. the man. That's what I call you. Yeah. Remember my high school reunion? No, you weren't there. Actually, when I was alive, high schools didn't, weren't around. Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. Bam, bam, bam. Bam, bam. Thank you, ma'am. And, like, that, he, like, um, like throws a knife. For an old guy? Yeah, that pretty like, good. Yeah, pretty good. Like, ooh, right, right, probably in, right in between the ribs, I think. Yeah, because it goes in to yeah. the hilt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's when she's like, ugh, not again. Now i got to throw away the shirt. What the fuck? Come uh, on, Danny. Got to love that reaction. Yeah. Oh, that's a... God damn it. And then that's when he rushes into his office. He moves like a bookshelf over mm-hmm. for an old man. Pretty strong, yeah. i got to say. And then that's when he goes for the safe. Mm-hmm. And as soon as like he, like, he like starts like unlocking it and shit. That's when we see like two massive vampire dudes, one black, one white, because we're progressive. Yeah. Anybody can be turned into a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> From the window to the skylight to the sw- to the blood dripping down my balls. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, hold on, hold on. I have to talk about that jump that they did because they oh, like yeah. leap over the desk. Yeah. It, it reminded me of like stomp. The musical. <laughs> the music. No, it's not a musical. It's like a. They parody it in uh, Bob's Burgers, and that's yeah. what I remember more, with hardcore patty cake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's, yeah. So Stomp is just like drumming over things and stomping your feet. I don't mm. know. But that's, it's very like. Like a Blue Men group. Yeah. It's very yeah. like, um, 
like all everybody who stomps is a sexy young guy and they're always, you know, very active. I don't yeah. know. That's just what it reminded me of. It didn't inspire fear in me, that leap. When yeah. Danny was being jumped at, I was not like, oh, they're going to get him. I was like, oh, it seems like he's joining their male strip club. I don't know what to say. It's almost like they did this composite shot of them, like, leaping off of the ground yeah. and then cutting. And then they put both of them on trampolines. Yeah. <laughs> and then had them jump on onto the trampoline and then leap forward. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very, like, unnatural looking. Well, they're they are lit. vampires. Oh, so yeah, that's There's going to be an unnatural movement. That's yeah. true, yeah. We'll get to a few more of those later. Oh, yeah. By the way, we could all tell that they were vampires right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> that was no question. That was the other thing I forgot to mention from seeing him a few minutes ago. She keeps flashing her eyes. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, okay, so that she's was got, something. She's got that thing that cats have in their eyes when the lights yeah. hit them and they go all glowy. Yeah, yeah. so that's what tipped us off to that mm. they were not of this world yeah. or that they were something. Yeah, it was Her eyes were doing the flash. It wasn't the knife in her chest. No. No. It was the glint in her eye. Mm-hmm. But that I, said, ooh, baby, you want to suck my blood out through a straw. <laughs> I mean, it is a solid supernatural trope because it's very easy because we've seen with skinwalkers or, yeah. Skinwalkers. Skinwalkers. Or, like, they're shapeshifters. Anything Demons. humanoid has unnatural glowing eyes. How do you tell something's not a human? Check As for the eyes. wind of the souls. They're non-human souls. Yep. I do think this is the first time in the season that we see white being used as the glint. Yeah, it was a pretty pale color. Mm-hmm. Everything else was either yellow or black or anything. Yeah. Or not, well, yeah. yeah. But it wasn't white. It was like a very pale yellow. Yeah. Almost like a very pale, like, as if a very pale headlight was being reflected yeah, in the yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like if you take a picture of a cat's eyes with the flash on. Yeah. They yes. always have those laser beams. Yeah. Yep. Very pale, but it looked, it was a cool effect. Mm-hmm. But Ooh, we, there was another cool effect at the end of this episode. We see these later. hulking vampires these leap sexy, unnaturally off of vampires. a trampoline <laughs> at Danny and like slam him into the wall. And they give him a, the old one, two, and a few more. And they start like beating his ass. And that's when like we kind of see the, the gun for the first time. Oh, yeah. Mm, we saw it a little earlier in that, because he pulls it out, and he starts he loading starts it loading. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and Kate's like, you foolish fool. You yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, that gun will do nothing to me. You're adorable. But is it's then when we we get the jump cut to uh, Sam and Dean trying to figure out where to go next, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. They're in a diner. And they're, they're reading about, or Dean is reading about. Sam um, is reading about. Sam is reading about the murder in Colorado mm-hmm. of Daniel Elkins. Yes. And like they're going like talking about a few different jobs or where to go next, and Dean whips out the dad's notebook mm-hmm. and says, "Oh, I've seen I've seen that name before," and he like goes through like the uh, the Rolodex part of it, and we see D Elkins with a phone number next to it, and Sam's like, "Do you think it's the same Elkins?" And he's like, "That's a Colorado area code." All right, we're gonna come yeah. bullshit. <laughs> you knew it was coming. How the fuck did Dane know that was a Colorado area code? Okay, couple of things. I, like, suspension of disbelief Here aside. Here are my theories. Yeah. One, Dean has a burner phone with the Colorado area code. Dose. Dean has memorized area, every area code in the country for hunter training for some purpose. Honestly. Trace 
it's some bu- fucking bullshit that the writers pulled out of their ass uh, that Dean didn't need to check. Honestly, yeah. your your theory about memorizing all the area codes still holds some ground because yeah. it was 2005. Yeah. And people were still remembering phone numbers back then. This is oh, true. Okay, that's yeah. fair. It, it could go by state. Like the first number. Like Alabama, most of ours start with a two. No, except for uh, Lower Alabama starts with three. See, well, oh, yeah. three, three, four, yeah, or three, oh, five. That's yeah. Birmingham. Okay. Two, oh, five is Birmingham. Yeah. Oh no, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. There's two, five, six, two, oh, five, three, three, four. All right, so now I. Think, <laughs> so Dean has memorized every area code in the country for some hunter training bullshit. Yeah. I kind of want to like. I don't tweet a whole lot. I'm sorry if you follow me. Uh, <laughs> He really doesn't. <laughs> That's true. A Facebook even less. Uh, if you want, if you want me, eight, uh, like almost day to day for me, follow me on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram's where it's at for me Fucking too. Hey. Like, most of my tweets are me are the auto post. I posted something on Instagram. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, like I, mm, I, I can buy. He has a memorized for hunter reasons. Mm-hmm. Ari just liked one of my posts on Instagram. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's the picture of the ramen I made. Yes, it's that it was good ramen. Mm-hmm. But and so they decide to go to Colorado, and they they find Danny Elkins' place, uh, which is another hole entirely. Well, not that hard because if you you could ask around enough to be like, hey, we heard about a murder, and enough you could probably ask enough people and figure out what well, bar. Here's the hole, I think. Yeah. I mean, it does say what city. Because, well, and also, there's definitely been a police report on this. Yeah. Which is how they found out. Yeah. So, like, it's not yeah. crazy to think that with their disguises that Dean and Sam could get the address. Yeah. Here's what doesn't make sense to me. And this is actually, we've seen this in a couple of different episodes. What's that? Is there not someone who comes and cleans shit out after the police investigation is done? Apparently not. People, there, there is, after, like, CSI and, like, stuff like that. Yeah, you, you do generally have a cleaning crew come in, like we saw with uh, with the shadow thingy. Yeah, the, the Zoroastrian the monster, Zor- the Deva. Yeah, the Deva. They posed as the cleaning crew to come clean up the blood. There right. are there are cleaning crews. They clean up blood and body parts. They don't clean up books well, and strung around paper. No, they didn't pose as the cleaning crew. They posed as the alarm company people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To see what was wrong with the alarm because it didn't go off. Yeah. So. I'm willing to buy. But the, but even then. Yeah. Surely there is a. Surely that property reverts to somebody. Even if Elkins didn't have any money. It, surely it's donated somewhere or see that takes they time burn it yeah i think a lot of that takes time yeah. Yeah, i guess and sure we don't know like what the they probably showed up the earliest uh-huh day or two after danny died okay latest a week that being said here's where i call like some hmm, bullshit here's where i call some bullshit it doesn't feel like yeah the writers have gone into as much thought as we have as about this. It feels like they just did it because it's convenient. Probably yeah, like letting Dean know where Colorado is yes, or what Colorado area codes are. It doesn't feel like the the writers built that into the character. 
Mm. It just feels like we need the characters mm. to know this or do this or go here. So here's the solution. Well, the big yeah. thing is, is the writers of Supernatural, they're only trying to fill 45 minutes. That's true. They don't have time to show everything. We're trying to fill an hour and a half to two hours. <laughs> and it is our job to pick apart everything, yep. even the smallest, dumbest, not importantest details. I think yeah. if we do this enough and well enough. Maybe we could get some writing jobs in Supernatural. I don't believe <laughs> that's going to no, happen one goddamn bit. God, I, I kind of want the show to be done before. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you think it's just going to be season 26? Yo, and be like, oh boy. Season 26 of Supernatural featuring guest writers Ari Kobler, Ben Teichmiller, and Travis Short. What I do would, they got cooking up for I us? I would so. not hire us to write for Supernatural. No. No offense. Don't. Because it would just be. <laughs> just it would be the worst episode. Why? Well, okay, would it be the worst episode? But it would just be us being dicked for like forty five minutes. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think we would be on. I wouldn't write myself into the show. No, I wouldn't write it. I wouldn't write myself into the show. But I, I would. I think with our powers combined, <laughs> we could okay. probably do a pretty kick ass episode should, of Supernatural. Okay. We should write a fan episode of Supernatural. Oh hell yeah! And we should we should just change the name slightly, but everything else is just like clearly inspired by, <laughs> and film it with our friends and see yeah. what fucking happens. Um, I'm, I'm down with this. Yeah, that would, that actually sounds like a lot of fun, and we yeah. should cut all of this because I wanted to be a surprise for the listeners. Oh hell yeah! Um, it, so any hoozle, uh, where the fuck was I? Oh, one other thing I wanted to point out. Quickly before you go forward, and okay. at this point they're searching the cabin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, where you left yeah, off. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Dean's found the box with the mm. the, the gun. Yeah. The gun, 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 gun. And the bullet holders. And the bullet holders. It's a nice holder. fucking box for that gun. Yeah. Well, um, it was a pretty ornate pistol. It was. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful pistol. Yeah. yeah. I would put it if I had an antique gun. I would put it in a very beautiful box. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, if I had an antique gun, I'd be like. Um, I'm not crazy about guns, but I would love an ornate revolver like that. Yeah, I yeah. probably wouldn't ever use it, but it would be kind of cool just to, like have on display. Yeah, oh, absolutely, in like a shadow box. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. Um, something you wanted to something I wanted to point out uh, in the cut diner. Guess what strikes? Bears with tricks. <laughs> Going after people again. Yeah, bears. Bears with tricks. Oh my god! Once again, we have the 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 police and the media have decided to blame Danny Elkins' Dex death on a bear attack. Blame his Dex. Blame his Dex. Also, his sweet Yu Gi Oh Dex went missing. <laughs> that culprit has never been found, and Sam and Dean and John don't seem to give a shit. What a shame! I thought you were talking about his Pokédex. His Pokédex. <laughs> oh my god. Why isn't there supernatural Pokedex for supernatural creatures? There probably is. Yeah, Dean, it's called the Monster Manual. <laughs> the Monster Manual. Okay. Um. So, Sam and Dean, was there anything else you wanted to say about that? Bears with tricks, Ben. <laughs> Bears with tricks. Like, tricks are for kids. Come on. Tricks are for kids. I can't believe that bear. Bears are for tricks. Busted in through the skylight. The sky- for goddamn <laughs> cereal. What? Where did that bear get it? It's just on a tree. And then it goes, it like, Mission Impossible's down into the room. You gotta watch out. You have to watch out for bears and tricks. Because they will do that. They will open up your skylight and rush in. Don't leap over the decks all sexy vampire You having fun with that? Oh, oh, my God. oh my God! I just imagine like a bear, like in a on like 
the tree branch can't hold the bear's weight, yeah. so it's just tipped down onto the roof, and he's like, any moment now, you sick son of a no, bitch. That's how I'm going to get you. That's how it happened. The branch broke, and he just fucking Bears with tricks, you strike again. But no, I was, uh, one of my guilty pleasure bands is a band out of Georgia called Rehab. Uh-huh. And in one of their early... Uh, Albums called uh, Southern Discomfort. Southern Discomfort. Oh, uh, one of the members from. of the band, uh, he does an acapella, much like I was doing, cover of the Mission Impossible song, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just him doing it for like a minute and a half. And That's it's hilarious. Awesome. But so Sam and Dean are searching the place, oh. and then we see like an unfocused, like a character, a shoulder, and a, a scruffy face, peering at the cabin. Who could it be? Could it be the vampires? Could it be the bear with his tricks? It's the big. It's the bear with the tricks. It's the trick bear, Ben. <laughs> sure, it's fuck. What an otter or a twink? wrong you're not totally oh. right but you're not totally wrong all right oh fuck and so sam and dean or dean finds this uh pool of blood and underneath the pool of blood we find scratchings mm-hmm. and he's like maybe it's just like a death rose or something as sam points out to him and then dean grabs a sheet of paper and a pencil and does like the uh i can do it with my like he just like scribbles. A rubbing. he does yeah. like a rubbing like, he presses it down hard enough to, like, move the blood, and he scratches, and he finds, like, um, what do they say? like A three, P.O. box number. Like, a P.O. box number, like, a couple of letters, and, like, three sets of double digits. Mm-hmm. Maybe it could have just been a, model, a model's measurements. Who knows? Anywho, so mm, they go to the wasn't. post office. It was 36, 24, 36, but anywho. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. Uh, Addresser letters to Ben Tyke. No, I <laughs> <laughs> That's not the worst joke I've made on this episode. Ben's email is. <laughs> it's not hard. Anyways, um, ben Tegmiller at gmail.com. I don't remember. God damn it. <laughs> uh, so, anywho, so we cut to uh, Sam and Dean at the post office, uh, guessing their way through a lock to open it up, and they find a single letter in the post office box, and they go to the. They go into the Impala. Mm-hmm. And they start looking, and it's addressed to Jay Winchester. Like, could it be John Winchester? No, it says, we... it says J.W. Oh, J.W., sorry. <laughs> like, they John... said John J. Winchester, and they were like, do you think it's talking about the Winchesters related to us? <laughs> Who has the first initial J? I would have been like, huh, these characters are fucking idiots. <laughs> Which, I mean, sometimes is true, but yeah. they're not this dumb. Right. I'm sorry, I'm still laughing too hard. Uh... We're having and a good so... time. Yeah, damn right we are. And so... They're like, should we open it? And as soon as, like, Dean is, like, slowly moving his hand to tear it open, there's a rap at the door. And who is it? But the bear with tricks himself, John Winchester. (laughs) Good old JW. I know some fanfic that would agree with you. (laughs) And he hops into the back seat and says, hello, boys. Yeah. 
Like, Sam is already pissed off, as he is throughout the whole fucking episode. Yeah. And so, uh, he's like, pass me the letter, and he opens it, and, like, explains to him that he, that he knew Danny. They were buds, but they had to fallen out. Much like John Wish- Win- Winchester does with everybody he knows. Yeah. That <laughs> and makes- as you said. <laughs> If everyone's an asshole, is everyone an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> and so he, he he opens the letter with fervor, and he whips out this giant thing of parchment. Yeah, and he starts reading it, and it starts out with, "If you are, if you're reading this, I'm already dead," which is a fine way to open a, to open a letter. Sure. I want to address, I want to start all Tiny the letters. Big cliche for your last words, but whatever. It's true, uh, but that's how I want to start all my letters. Like, if I send a resume to somebody, if you're reading this, I'm already dead. Yeah. Anywho, so he starts to explain that he had the cult, and John is like, oh, you son of a bitch, you had it the whole time. Sam and Dean are like, what? What's that? What what is that? He's like, oh, it's a gun. It's just a real special gun, which is all, like, John really lets on. Mm Mm-hmm. And he starts talking about how uh, they have to find what got Danny and things like that. And uh, Sam's like, well, what is it? What do you think got Danny? Well, it's what Danny Elkins killed best. Vampires. Lightning. Thunder. Dun, dun, dun. Like, Dane's like, what? They, 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 you told us they were a fairy tale. They were a legend. Mm-hmm. And Sam's like, yeah, I thought they were like not even real. And like John's like, no, they're real. We just thought they were extinct. That Danny and the rest of them got them all. Turns out they did not. They were wrongo. We'll find out in later seasons how wrong they were. Mm-hmm. But that's a yeah. That's no a t- offense to Danny. Don't want to speak ill of the dead. He fucking sucks <laughs> as a hunter. As well, as a vampire hunter. If that's yeah. your job. Well, that, this goes back to how we talk about how supernatural is kind of built like a video game, mm-hmm. where they introduce something to be the ultimate baddie. And then that baddie turns out to be a jobber, like halfway through the ep- halfway through the season later, at the very least. Yeah, definitely a few seasons down the line, they're just whacking shit nilly nilly. Oh, a couple of seasons from now, yeah. demons are going to be stupid easy to kill. They're fucking bitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're like it's because cannon fodder. Yeah, Sam and Dean allocate the right points mm-hmm. and the right attributes. Yes. And then they use those perk points wisely. Exactly. And, uh, you know, their XP is pretty good, so. Yeah. Because it's just an RPG anime. Mm -hmm. But anywho's also. It's a visual novel. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody make me a supernatural video game, please. (laughs) Come on. Bethesda, I'm begging you. (laughs) Please, please. Fuck that. From Software. Mm. Make this guy. I'm begging you, please. The people who, no, From Software, the uh, the company that makes Dark Souls. Okay. Yeah. But any hoozle. And so, like, Sam and Dean are asking what the play is. And, like, and like Dean or John's, like, we're going to find the nest and stuff like that. And, like, John is, like, playing everything really close to the vest. Yeah, he's being pretty cagey. He's really showing that he's not a team player. That mm. he doesn't get along with others, which is what I got out of it. You have your own. I have some theories yeah. that but, I have hinted at all season long. We are about to get to the culmination of where we can really start letting loose with those thoughts and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We only, we only got to wait, like, a week. We have to wait, like, a season. Which isn't that bad. We no, can not get, at all. We can get through some of them soon. Yeah. But, so, uh... Um, we have to wait half a season. 
Yeah. And then to truly answer it, we have to wait a season. Speculations aside. Yes. So Sam, John, and Dean go to the nest. Mm. They're going during the day because, A, they're trying to find the cult. Uh, B, they... Vampires are nocturnal. They're gonna, they are, they are nocturnal. He, he lets on to like a little bit about the legend, about how some of it's bullshit. Yeah. That sunlight won't kill them, but it will hurt them. Stakes are ineffective. Uh, and As he, are silver crosses, garlic. And... Is there anything else? Like, the only thing that he said that is true about the legend is that they have to be beheaded. He doesn't... And they, they drink blood. They drink blood, and... <clears throat> He doesn't really touch on like something. It's been in a few different iterations of vampires, but that vampires can't cross like a, a moving body of water. Yeah, apparently they can't enter a home without being invited. So yeah, which that was a dumb part of legend. Like it's it it just makes them sound very polite. <laughs> like they like if I'm a vampire and I'm tr- I'm going to a temp service. Especially like 30, 40 years ago. Sure. They give me a salesman job. You know nobody's inviting a motherfucker in. A pale son of a bitch. No, no. Trying to sell Bibles or dictionaries. Bibles he can't even touch. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) But back to the episode. And so they're all like ninjing and very silently, stealthily, like moving about. And, like, luckily, Dean has allocated enough stealth points mm-hmm. to where he can bump into one of these vampires in his comfy-ass-looking uh, hammock. And he just crouches down again, and the vampire doesn't even see him. He just, like, rolls up. He doesn't, the motherfucker doesn't even wake up. No. Hmm. Yeah. He's a deep sleeper. And so they're, like, being very silent and coy and quiet. And, like, hell, even at one point, Sam, like, busts open, like, a door lock. Like, I don't even know how the fuck he did that quietly. I know if you do it fast enough, it won't make much sense, oh, but Dean still. Oh, Dean did that. That was Sam. No, Dean what? did that. Because, okay, so... Sam was this. helping the girl. Yeah. Earlier okay. in the episode, this couple get gets yeah. kidnapped by the vampire. Boyfriend immediately disposed of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The girl gets turned into a vampire through a very upsetting kiss. <laughs> which reminded me of my Saturday yeah. night, but that's neither yeah. here nor there. It was like a bloody lesbian kiss, yeah. a same-sex kiss between two women. Whatever. My personal feelings on that aside... Um. So yeah. she gets turned into a vampire. Yeah, through like I know I kind of sk- I glazed over that scene, or I actually didn't even touch on it entirely. Uh, when the main vampire cuts her wrist to get the blood out. Yeah. A, it just kind of looks like she's rubbing. He's just rubbing the knife like bl- like dull side against her skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like blood is just pouring out. Yeah, he cuts Kate. Who's the sexy vampire lady yeah. and his girlfriend? The main va- vampire's name is Luther. Which it's a solid old person name. Yeah, enough. solid vampire name, very popular yeah. back in the eighteen hundreds. So you know. Yeah. Um, and he is Chris Angel. Chris Angel in denim. Yeah. Yeah. He still has put uh, quite a bit of leather. Yeah, that like and jewelry and that makeup. like that cheekbone height, like sh- longest shortish bullshit hair. Yeah, it's terrible real, tattoos. It's greasy and shitty. Yeah, he's got like the that late nineties, like in small Japanese print. It's barely kanji. I don't think it's real kanji. No. I bet it's not. If any, it might be Korean. We didn't get close enough to see the uh, which alphabet it is, but yeah. it was like 
some form of Asian tattoo that he probably thinks means hope or dream, but actually means chop suey or whatever, you know, mm. that old joke. And it is faded and possibly the ugliest tattoo I've ever seen. Yeah. It's not very, I've seen some ugly tattoos. That's not true. But it's not, it's pretty generic and terrible. And yeah. he looks like he stepped off of a, like, him set, <laughs> except, like, as a background dancer. So mm. not him. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they were playing honky-tonk music in this barn. Oh, God. We have to, okay, I'm sorry. We have to take some time and talk yeah. about the vampires in this episode because... There is a girl, and I just want to say, bless your heart. She sticks out like an arthritic broken thumb. Everybody else has got a similar aesthetic. It's like to join their vampire gang, you had to buy a leather jacket or a leather vest. Yeah. Or leather sleeves. Yep. Thank you, Dimitri Martin. Mm -hmm. Um, The point is, is that everybody else is wearing these, like, think hinder, right? They're dressed like the cat, or the skillet. band. The, the band members of hinder. Yeah. Or... Uh, what's Nickelback like? Or like you got anything like anything that's on sale at Walmart and post grunge? Yeah, that's that is. Yeah, they look like they're about to start a new metal band. Like that is what they look like, except no trip pants and no dreads. I don't don't. And there's too many black guys. Let's not silly new metal with these Nickelback motherfuckers. Mm. Okay, like I would, uh, they, I would, funny. I would call, I would call this band Penceback. Oh God! Yeah, or shilling back. Shilling back. <laughs> Quarterback. Um, <laughs> that's that's too much money. Yeah. Yeah. Too rich for my blood. Fair enough. Penny back. <laughs> um. But yeah, any hoozle, she's wearing one of those curled up. She's uh, wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah. But like, not a cowboy hat. Like a. Like a Brett uh, Michaels cowboy hat. Yeah, like a poser hat. Yeah. Like not a real cowboy hat. Yeah. And then she has a mini skirt and a crop top, which I know was a thing back in the day, but I've always felt it's a little much. She had the earliest iteration of Ugg boots. Yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. She wasn't wearing... I couldn't see No, she was wearing, like, cowboy boots. Yeah. And it was just, like... Like, her very first... The very first scene we saw her in, she's, like, sexy swaying. It's not yeah. dancing. It's not a lap dance. It's just... It's just swaying in front of this guy on a couch. And it was just kind of silly and ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and actually, let's talk about later how... We're going to touch on this later, but I don't think the villains in this episode were particularly threatening. And I think they did that on purpose. Yeah. But here's the thing. If they were all super threatening, it would have been... It would have been more about them. And not the what it was about, which right. is the relationship with Sam, with and, Sam John. and John and Dean yeah. and the cult, which yeah. is a super major plot point. Yeah. The vampires are incidental. They the, could have been snork glops. Yeah. Which in, is an alien race I just came up with. In this episode, like when you have a chili dog, you don't talk about the bun. Right. It's an integral part of the, of the food, of the sandwich, if you, if yeah. you will. Hot dogs are sandwiches, yeah. I agree. And so... Hot dogs are sandwiches. 2017. Vampires in this episode are just the bun. They yeah. are. They were integral part of the... They were a vehicle to get to drive every point home about what yeah, is happening. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a chili dog without the bun. Yeah. But at the same time, you could have used a piece of bread and it still would have been pretty okay. Well, to be completely frank... Uh, ha! 
Oh, you. Ah, God. Inferter. Okay. Um. No. Um. They may as well have just been like a piece of like a just fucking Wonder Bread. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they weren't. They weren't uninteresting or bad. They they got the job done. Yes, but I think this is another one, and it's very light. We haven't really gone into it yet, but this is another one of the ah, but isn't man the true monster episodes? Because kinda the vampires are truly sympathetic. They really are because they go for and how oh son of a bitch we are we are missing a very integral thing that Travis pointed out while we were watching the episode. Yes, you did. That like because Kate tells Luther. That she killed Danny as like a present for him. Yeah. And Mr. Travis Short pointed out one of the most poignant things I've heard anyone, any one of us say in this fucking episode. I don't remember. <laughs> God damn it, Travis. You had no. a really beautiful moment. But it was, Luther says. It was the line about revenge. Luther says oh, revenge yeah. isn't worth it if you end up dead. Yeah. Which proves that Luther is possibly the most level-headed char- yeah. character in the series. I'm just saying. It was that like. Seven- oh yeah, several fictional characters can learn a lot from that one sentence. Yes, yes exactly. He, uh, Luther, L- Luther is the most well-adjusted character we've seen so far. Yeah. In this show, possibly ever in the entire show. Yeah. It's crazy. Um. I do really think. That he had rules. Mm-hmm. Because, like, sure, they did have, like, a whole... Like, they probably had more humans, like, stockaded away. Yes. In, That's like, a, a big little... thing in the show. The whole, yeah. like, vampires use humans as cattle. Yeah. That's pretty common. Um, But they... we sp- They're the most human, I think, because mm. we spend a lot of time with them. They are the ones who... They were once human, and so they know... Yeah, they know what it's like. Because it's not like a werewolf where they completely change into something else. Mm-hmm. Like, they're complete and utter... Like, the whole chemistry of their body changes once a full moon happens. Sure, like, during the rest of the time, they're human, but they still feel the need for everything. Vampires... They're a lot more like... Like the undercover spy of the monsters... Because it's very easy for them just to slip in undetected. Yeah. And, like, get you. Well, they're, you cannot tell them apart from humans mm. if they're not feeding. Because right. in the Supernatural episode, they've got a second set of teeth. Right. That It's not just, like, a fang. Two fangs, whatever. They just protrude out. Yeah. And then, I guess, break off when they're done? Well, they don't have to, but they mm. can be broken. Okay. Um, You know, like any normal teeth. Right. I guess. I guess they grow them back. Mm. Um. Yeah, vampires. I'm trying to think if I skipped anything else. Super, super th- sympathetic villains. So the girl who gets kidnapped. Kate? Or no, 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 no. No, not no. Kate. Her name is not important. I don't I'm going to call her. Girl. Girl. Lady. Um, white shirt person. Yeah. Because she was wearing a very white blouse. Yes. Seemed to accentuate the red of the blood as it dripped down her face. Yeah, as Kate. Not Beck and Sill. Yeah, sexy mouth, vampire lady. Mouthed her into necrophilia? Vampire-dom. I like both of those responses. Alright, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so uh, what happens next? Sam and Dean and John are storming the vampire place. John is trying to get the cult. He, yeah, because it's 
Sam and Dean are being very quiet. Yeah. Like I said earlier. But then we we they're cutting it cuts between John or between John and Sam and Dean. And we see like John it, he's kind of bumbling a little bit cuz it cuz he he makes he makes the most sound, I think. Mhm. Uh but it really fucks up when the girl, the new girl is freed and like one of them wakes her up. Sam it, wakes her up Sam, and she starts screaming. Just howling this like inhuman inhuman scream. Oh, we did skip something. It's like when they go to the cops. I was trying to remember how to get back into that though. Wait, what? Yeah, because no. uh like Sam and Dean are yeah, the, the reason the reason they found the vampire place was because they heard a police Oh, a police scanner. Yeah, yes. and then yes, we did some, skip that. Does somewhere in there is that before or after John explains the importance of the gun? That's it's after. Be- um, well, the police scanner's mm-hmm. before. The scene where they're going through the barn is after. Yeah. We skipped a scene where Sam, like, John is just barking orders at mm-hmm. Sam and Dean. And he is just being like, go here, do this. And he's not telling them why. And this is, okay, imagine this from Sam and Dean's point of view. Mm-hmm. They have been going around the country, sometimes at their father's request, killing monsters, doing it by themselves, and then suddenly they get back into a situation where John's with them again, and it is just like status quo from before. Where John is ordering them around, he's not telling them anything, and um, it has been hinted at by John that he is getting close to the demon who killed their mom and Jess. Right. So you're, I mean, anybody in this situation would be like, Upset, yeah, by the fact that he is lying through omission. Hmm. He is—he's very micromanaging. Answers, yeah, yeah. He's he's bossing people around. He's not trusting hmm. Sam and Dean. So Sam loses his shit at John. Hmm. It's like, hey man, um, you keep telling us this and you won't tell us why. How do I know what you're doing is the right thing? Dean and I have been a team. Yeah, and you like. It's not said, but I can understand if Sam had been like, you think you can come back in here and it's just all how it was? Mm. Like, this isn't, we're not kids anymore. You can't treat us like that. That is said. And so Sam and John get into it. John is like, Sam, Dean is playing peacemaker and he's Mm. trying to like break him up. This is right before they get to the barn. And Sam is like, this is why I left. And John goes, "Yeah, you did fucking leave. You left us when we needed you. Fuck you." And then, and then Sam comes back with, "But you're the one to say that said stay gone. Yeah, you're the one that shut that door." Yeah. Normal. I don't know if John Winchester knows this, hmm. but normal college kids do not just leave their family and never talk to them again. Right. Most people who go to college still return for the holidays hmm. in the summer and call their family and Mm. talk to them and stuff like that. Like, it's not just goodbye forever. Right. It's not completely being written off. Yeah. Yeah. John wrote Sam off first. Yeah. But he definitely, I think Sam threw the kerosene on the bridge as a bluff. And I really think John lit the match and tossed it on the bridge and burnt the fuck out of it. Children... Sometimes, especially if they're in a situation where they doubt that their parents love them. Yeah. Which is not crazy for Sam. Yeah. Will test the waters, Mm. right? Like, why wouldn't Sam... Like, I can understand why Sam would be like, will you love me even now? Mm. 
I don't know. Well, here's the thing, because we were talking about this earlier with Danny and John. Yeah. If John is completely shitty to work with. Yeah. And everyone leaves him. Yeah. Why wouldn't his sons, or at least a son of his. Yeah. If he was so impossible to work with. It's not crazy to jump to that conclusion. No, not at all. Because look at Danny, and I wish we were further along in the show so I could list off more names. Mm -hmm. But anyway, we have Danny to really work with here. Yeah. Because John himself says that they had a falling out. From what we've seen of John, most likely it was because he hints at being very reckless. Mm -hmm. And we really see, like, like Sam and Dean really suggest that he's a very reckless hunter. He also used people to meet his ends. This is fucking very true. He seems more focused on the revenge and the mission and less on the saving people, especially in that barn scene. I think between his soldier background and his lust and his all for revenge mm -hmm. attitude, he just wants, he, he wants the story to end. Yeah. He wants it to end more than anyone else in the show. Do you think, Oh, never mind. Gets in the spoiler territory. <laughs> I'll ask it after the, after we get... You can text it to me so Travis won't hear it. No, it's okay. I'll ask him when we get there. In the, we're okay. pretty close, so... We're not... Yeah, we're not far. Travis, what do you think about all this? Um... You still want John to get punched in the face? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you almost... You kind of got that. Yeah, it, it almost happened. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't gotten to that yet, but... But, yeah, what do you think about... How do you feel about John's relationship with everyone else? Uh, I mean, it's always very tense. Mm. I think you're right. John is a very like micromanageable mm. kind of person. He's bossy. he wants to be in control all the time. Yeah, yeah. He wants to control the people he's with. He's bossy. He's a micromanager. He takes risks, not yeah. necessary or unnecessary. And and again, we only have this scene in the barn to go off of. Mm -hmm. But John does not help the people these vampires have been keeping as cattle. What what do like what does Sam and Dean immediately go after? They go after the victims. What does John go after? The gun. Yeah, that that's very telling of all of their character. Yeah, and their integrities. Sam and Dean, at least for this point of the show, are mm -hmm. about saving people and hunting things and hunting things. The family business. Damn right. John. Is about revenge. Yep. And that is a super key difference in their characters. Yeah. Kazuhara Miller. All for revenge. It's a joke for like is five. Is that a Metal Gear? It's a Metal Gear Five reference. It, it's a yeah. Metal Gear yeah, reference. Metal Gear metal reference gear, in general. Metal Gear, Metal Gear, Metal Gear. That's a hard thing to say five times. It is. Well, four times. Uh, do you know who John Winchester especially reminds me of? And like it just it just occurred to me. No. Because of his sociopathic, psychopathic tendencies and how he barks orders and he wants to be the one constantly in control and it like no one people really start to realize how risky and reckless he is. Ocelot. Good guess. Gendo Akari. Also Gendo good guess. Akari. Gendo. I, I don't know who that is. But he's Shinji's dad in Genon Genesis Evangelion, which is a series I cannot believe you haven't seen, Ben, but anyways, continue. Rick Sanchez. <gasps> oh, yes. Right? Although, is John a sociopath? Yeah. 
I very much believe so because of how no one can stand to be around him and he's so focused on his own ends. I don't know if I I, I completely mean C-137 Rick Sanchez. Like, okay. like the one from the show. I don't mean like the... I can agree yeah. that Rick and John are a lot alike. Yeah. And have a lot of qualities in common. Mm. I don't know if I think that John is a sociopath. And to be fair, I am not a psychologist. Yeah. And I think that term gets thrown around a lot. Mm. I think it's very easily said less, uh, much, well, not less, much harder to really nail down. But I I would put a few dollars on that bet. Yeah, I'm not totally, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can, well, and, okay, Let's finish the sum up of the episode because I want to get to the scene between yeah. Sam and John. Uh, Which one? Any The one where they are talking while Dean go gets the blood. Okay. Uh, actually, that's pretty fucking close because they they go they, they they deal with the cops. They deal with the yeah. Well, they don't deal with the cops. Well, they don't like fuck with they, them. They do. They check out the the scene where they're the scene. Okay, so in order. Uh, they figure out it's vampires. We see the vampires doing their little sexy dance thing. Mm. And then the sexy dance party. And then, um, you know, and also we see the boyfriend get killed Mm. and, uh, we get a reference to lock him in the cage and we're like, what's in the cage? And it's more people. And then Sam and Dean sleeping, John listening to a police scanner. That's what we find about the car. Mm. And then Sam and Dean go check out the car and they find the vampire tooth and more information about how vampires mm. are, work in the supernatural universe. Because yeah, we see John go talk to the cops, and he makes yeah. the boys stay by the Impala. Yeah, and the truck. like children. Like children. Um, and then uh, Sam and Dean in the Impala, and they're like, Sam's like, mur, 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 grumble, mm. grumble. And you can see Dean at this point be like, come on, man. Also grumble, grumble, but like peacekeeping wins out. Yeah. And then we go back to the barn and white blouse girl gets turned into sexy white blouse girl and because she becomes a vampire due to sexy vampire lady yeah. sexily killing her. Also, we get Luther being the most uh, well-adjusted person in the show and not need to go out for revenge just yeah. because, you know, some people died in his life. And then we get Sam being like, fuck you, dad. And John being like, fuck you, Sam. And then we get... Oh, here's why the cult is important. Also, we're right outside the barn. Yeah. The cult's okay. important because it ki- it's rumored to be able so, to kill any supernatural creature. So this is when they're going in and like, like, Sam, and, like Sam is freeing the new, like, new vampire girl. Yeah. White blouse. Sexy white blouse girl. Right. Who's and sexy because she's John a is creeping for the gun. Mm-hmm. But when like John is like reaching for the gun, that's when the girl wakes up, starts screaming, wakes up all the goddamn vampires, <laughs> especially Luther. Who throws John across the room? John grabs a bottle, throws the window, like throws a, the bottle at the window. Mm-hmm. It breaks open, and he yells at Sam, to, Sam and Dean to run. They make it to the cars first, and then like, like, like your blood is tensing, it's fucking pounding, your heart is. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Where's Dad?" Yeah. And then he just like saunters over to the truck, and he's like, "It's daylight, boys. They're not gonna come for us, but they know we're sent, and that's for life." So they go back to so. Um, That's when they go back to the, the well, hotel. Yes. So, but John says we know what we need to do next. Yeah. We need some. We need to go to a morgue. We need to find the local or the nearest funeral home. Yeah. And then Dean is goes to the funeral home. 
and it's like Sam and John are in the the, the in the hotel room, yeah. and they have a they have a, they have a nice heart to heart. It's yeah. the most humanizing conversation we've ever seen, and possibly will see John Winchester have with Sam by uh-huh. himself. Yeah, I but, am about to say something <laughs> super nice about John Winchester. Holy goddamn shit! I know. Andy Herzl. And so, like, Sam is pacing back and forth. And he's like, oh, it shouldn't take this long. Where is he? Where is he at? And, and, like, John's just, he's going through his papers, reading his notes. And that's when he, like, he, he tosses his pen down very softly. And he just says, Sammy, there's something I've never told you. And I've always thought, and I never am always meant to tell you. That on the day you were born, you know what I did? I put $100 in a savings account. It was a college fund for you. This isn't the life I wanted for you. I wanted you to grow above, be a man, and do your own thing. And then, like, that's when, like, Sammy sits down, tears in his eyes. Yeah. Tears in John's eyes. Very emotional. Sam, John is like, I do this because I want to protect you. Right. I cannot stand the thought of losing somebody else close to me. Mm. And so when you went to college, I felt like... You were going to be alone, yeah. and then I c- wouldn't be able to protect you anymore. Right. And I never even thought about the fact that maybe you didn't want this life. Yeah. Um, and then Sam is super emotional. Yeah. John is also like tears are in their eyes. This is like, possibly it's a very it's a very warm scene between the two. Yeah. It's a very it's a very good scene for this episode. So far this season, this yeah. is the most emotional we have seen. Two Winchesters be with each other. Okay, maybe not. Maybe Dean and Sam have some moments. Brother to brother, we have seen it. Or brother to brother, we have seen a few scenes. This is the first time, and it's a very surprising scene for John. Uh But you knew it had to happen. This is the one scene where it makes him feel not very sociopathy. This is is the nice thing I'm going to say about John. Mm Mm-hmm. This is the most genuine I think we see his character. Yeah. It's the one time he's not fronting. Yeah. Because, um, okay. So, um, fuck, where was I going with this? Oh, I want to finish this sum up and, Mm. like, get into deep with this conversation because okay. I have we have notes we gotta talk about vampires we got a lot to cover yeah. so, so and like Sam asks his dad at the end of the conversation mm-hmm. like very gleefully in like a very joking manner so what'd you do with the the, mon- the college fund money mm-hmm. and John goes spend it all on ammo son yeah <laughs> like and they of course laugh. he did they laugh it off and that's when Dean comes through and they're like and he says very heavy security to cover a bunch of dead guys. Mm-hmm. And then John's like, oh, you didn't get it. He's like, oh, no, I got it. And, like, slams down. Like, not really slams. Like, sets down kind of hard. This very ornate, half-filled jar of blood. Yeah. I'm not a doctor, but that's that's. there's more blood in that than the human body. Especially if there's a few dead guys. Well, I don't think he just drained a bunch of dead guys. I would have. Jesus. And it turns out what's in that jar? Corn dead starch. man's blood. Okay, well, yeah, but in for the episode, for the episode, dead man's blood, dead man's blood, and they the said the thing. Very next scene, this is when they were like, "We gotta wrap up this episode." Yeah, the very next scene is sexy vampire lady being like, "Hey, guy, 
want to come back to my place? And the guy is Dean. It's like out in the middle of the road. Yeah. Car and, trouble. And Dean's like... No, I'm not into no. necrophilia. Yeah. The, the the scene is like quippy. Yeah. Like sexy vampire lady kisses Dean because she's a sexy vampire lady. Well, and that's what she, sexy vampires ladies do. She picks him up by the chin. Yeah. Which like shows like she's got the superhuman strength and like shit like that. And then that's like this, the other, like Hank, I believe they said his name was. Uh-huh. The large hulking black vampire dude. Yeah. He like, he starts stepping up. He's just like, Ugh. Like just he's ready to kick some ass and take some names. Mm-hmm. And then like right after she kisses like Dean and kind of sets him back down. Mm-hmm. That's when we hear the, and we hear a crossbow and we see it come through Hank's chest mm-hmm. and he falls to the ground. And then we hear another, and like we also hear another crossbow. Or another arrow or a mm-hmm. bolt. And we see it come through Kate's chest. And she's like, oh, it's like, come on, man. I, I got to get rid of another shirt. Yeah. And then Damn that's it, what... I'm running out of shirts. <laughs> it's not when... like many stores are open at night. Yeah, not a fucking caster. Amazon's not the juggernaut it is today. Very true. Or it will be in a couple of years. And then that's when uh, John and Sam come out of the woodwork. Yeah. Literally, it's forest. Literally. And so she's like, oh, I mean, come on, man. And he's like, nah, dead man's blood. That's like poison to you, right? Yeah, okay. But here's the thing. She's just kind of standing there. And later we see her, like, take out John with a hit. Mm. So why the fuck is she standing there? Because she's poisoned. No. Yeah, but later when she's poisoned, she takes out John. She knocks him. the No, the poison is worn off by then. Yeah. Because he said the poison's only going to last like oh, 30 okay, minutes. Okay, yeah. sorry. I thought he said it killed her in 30 minutes. You're no, right. Never mind. Yeah. I, excuse me. Pardon <laughs> moi. Because That's me bad. They take this moment because they, they decapitate hats off to Hank. Yeah. And so they, they dispatch him and then they take her and like tie her up and take her to like a fire. And like uh, Jean lists off a few herbs, one of which was saffron to cover their scent. Yeah, most expensive spell in the show. Fucking A. For, for those of you who don't know... Um, a one ounce tin of saffron is a hundred dollars. Damn. Well, credit card scams—that's nothing to them. Yeah. Well, fair. Estimated price per pound, uh, fifteen hundred and up. Yeah. Saffron is the most expensive spice in the world. Yeah. It's usually spelled by the uh, sold by the gram because of how expensive it is. Damn. And let me tell you, it's fucking delicious. I bet it is. Saffron picks up a dish, man. Try some booyah base or, Ooh, you know, Indian yeah. dishes. And so they tie her up, take her to the, like, they cover their scent with all the herbs and spices, all mm. 11 of them. And so <laughs> you're welcome. And that's when we see what, like, the, the shitty vampire, he comes back to Luther. And yeah, we haven't mentioned him, but there's this, I'm going to call him fuckboy vampire because that's, he is the fucking worst. Yeah, it's with the two eyes. He no makes eye. white blouse girl before she becomes sexy white blouse girl drink yeah. from a beer bottle. And then he's, she spits it back in her, he's just uncomfortable. Yeah. He looks like he has a pocket full of roofies at all times. Yeah, for no reason because he's yeah. a vampire and he can yep. just dominate people Yep, with his vampire strength. <laughs> And, and so, weird eyes. I don't know. He comes back to Luther saying that he found uh, Kate's car yeah. and Luther's dead body next to it. Or but Hank's no Kate, dead body. Or Hank's, so, yeah. Hank's dead body next to it. I don't like to think of him as Hunk. Yeah. Because he was an attractive man. Now that is a more of a, well. And so, Fuckboy 
tells Luther that he finds Hank's dead body, no Kate, but Kate's car. And then he was like, well, they wonder, they speculate who picked him up and shit like that. And then yeah. like they, they hear this truck yeah. on the highway and like fuckboy is like, oh, that's just a truck on the highway. And Luther's like, Kate's in that truck. Oh, also a super important scene before mm. that. They were talking, John and Sam and Dean were talking about what they're going to do. Yeah. And John's like, okay, go free the humans from the barn. And then I'm going to lead the vampires away. Um, and then get the fuck out of town. Yeah. And it's just like, we have 30 minutes to do this. Let's mm. fucking go. Um, and Sam and Dean are like, you're not, you cannot cut us out. Cause Sam's like, we'll meet up later. Right. And John's like, no, nah. not a goddamn chance. And Dean, for the first time we see him be like, the no, fuck you say? Fuck you. Like, yeah. we have to be there to take down this demon. You yeah. cannot just go after this demon by yourself. Mm. And this is I, the most bullshitty part of the episode to me, because this yeah. is when John is like, it's for your safety, I can't stand to lose you. And I do believe he does feel that way, mm. but I think he has some alternative motives here. There is something that we're going to get to. It rings false. It does ring false. And... Dean goes, that's a bunch of bullshit, and I could mm. not agree with him more. Right. Yeah. Because um, that is the first time, I think, ever that Dean has called him out on his shit, and John's even thrown off by yeah. it. Yeah. Dude, Sam, later in the episode, Dean uh, goes against him again, yeah. and Sam has this look on his face, like, part surprise, part, where has this been all my life? Yeah. Like, I could have used you before, Dean. Yeah. Um, I needed you in my corner, guy. <laughs> Uh, not that that's Dean's fault, but yeah, yeah. it made me laugh. It made Travis laugh. But we see, we see him like... notoriously hard to make giggle. It's true. All my puns haven't worked yet. And so... One day. One goddamn day. And then we get... Fast forward. Luther's like, Kate's in that truck. And they start... The car, yeah. Vampire car chase. It's so freaking cool. It is really cool. Yeah. Because, like, you see, he's John's and his massive truck. I still want to find out that model because I kind of want one. And so <laughs> he's got Kate tied up in the seat next to him. And, like, you see, like, the Corvette that Luther is in and, the like, the older Camaro that we'll see used for other things later. And so uh, the those two are chasing John. Mm-hmm. And he sees him, like, in the rear view. And they make very a point to even show the cars are in the rear view. And then, like, the third time he checks, they just disappear. Now, I'm willing to believe that they carved out a shortcut through the woods to get mm-hmm. the cars through. Yeah. And I understand the vampires move really goddamn quick. Hold on. Is it possible that they used vampire magic? I, I don't believe that vampires have the power to alternate the laws of physics. Well, all right then. See, I, I'm willing. Doubting Thomas over here. I'm one hundred percent willing to believe that Kate can move at superhuman. That all vampires can move at superhuman speed. Yeah. I am not willing to believe that they they somehow can make a car fly immediately, like a a half a mile ahead up of the road, and then have it facing the other direction, and then they're all out of it. I don't believe that. <laughs> I call horseshit. No, sir. No, not today. My, mm. my suspicion. Vampires, back in my day, vampires had to drive on the road like everybody else. There was not this horse 
Nucky just flying around, moving cars and shit and disappearing. Mm-mm. No, sir, not my vampire. Not my, not today, Satan. Not today. All right. Instead of not my president, not my vampire. Not my president, not my, my vampire. Sus- I swear to God. Okay. My suspension of disbelief. <laughs> It's uh-huh. it stops at moving cars at superhuman goddamn speeds. He, now, he, look, he may have had an look, LS6 swap in that Corvette with are, the turbocharger. If you are Wonder Woman, all right, and you ha- it is the invisible jet you have described as a car, maybe we can talk. But these vampires are not Wonder Woman, all right? Shit. Shit fire. I mean, God damn. Uh, I think that's the best impression of you ever done. <laughs> that was really good. Thank you. Oh, my uh, God. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. If I was a redneck lady, I'm halfway there. But, uh, hey. hey. Um, oh, can we talk about the best scene in the show? The best scene, the best scene of all time? We're getting there pretty quick because that's when, like, John is pulled up. He sees the Corvette and the Camaro facing uh, him. We're talking about two different best scenes. Oh, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're working our way. Right, fine. Go on. Go on. Go on. And so he gets out of the car, and like uh, Luther's yelling at him to come out of the car, like nice and slow. But little to Luther's knowledge, John has a ploy. And he pulls Kate, he pulls her out of the car. He's got her tied up all right, like around her hands mainly. And he's got a dagger holding around her, holding around her neck. Yeah. And John demands, he's like, all right, I'll make you a trade. I got Kate for the cult. Mm. K sounds all around. I'll swap you for it. And so he get he orders Luther to drop the gun on the ground and back up. And he bends over to get the gun. And when he does, the rope loosens. Enough a plot hole by itself. Annie Hoosel, he bends down. He picks up the colt. John gets, or uh, Kate gets free. Smacks him upside the goddamn face. And then that's when Luther, like, kind of like Shoryukens. Like John in the goddamn face, and he flies into the open door of the truck, and just he he takes a good truck punch to the face. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly what you wanted, Travis. Yeah, but it's close enough to be fun because it breaks the glass, it bloodies his face, and then like John is just about to square off with him, and then that's when we hear a few shots of the crossbow and a few of them jobber vampires take it to the chest. Yeah. Like present, and so then we're jobbing a lot today. They were John Winchester mm-hmm. was like a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Because right before he gets knocked down to the ground, I said, "You know what? I honestly believe that John Winchester's such a badass he could kill all these vampires by himself." And then two seconds later, he was unconscious, and I was yeah. like, "What the <laughs> fuck? You have failed me, John. Yeah. You have failed me." But it was kind of like John throw a wake up super and just leveled because he he took an assist to make a Marvel versus Capcom reference. <laughs> he got a nice assist from from Dean and Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Dean lands his. Sam kind of takes it to the face and loses some red health. Yes, <laughs> and then Luther gets Sam in a bind. He gets him in a bind and he tells uh, Dean to drop his machete. Yeah, and we see uh, Dean drop his. And that's when, uh, I think John, he throws out some quip. I don't remember what it was. He's basically like, fuck you. Basically a good old hearty fuck you. And that's yeah. when like Luther still holding Sam. I think Luther says, uh, don't you monsters, we have as much right to live as you. Yeah. And John's like, not in my, not in my book. And just one slow motion bullet just clicks the, or pulls the trigger. Yeah. And we see like the numbered bullet. It's like very wanted style. Where it yeah. just curved. And we kind of see the number. I think it was bullet number seven. 
and we see it slowly just nail Luther like right in the fucking forehead. And it makes we haven't seen a bullet wound like this in Supernatural yet. It's very it's very ashen and burnt. And we see Luther kind of just get like dazed from it. You know what it reminds me of? What's that? It reminds me of the ash you get on your forehead mm. at Ash Wednesday. Okay, that that's not where I think thought you were gonna go with it. Oh, okay. All right, that's what it reminds me of. Cool. I thought you couldn't pick an anime reference or something. No. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. No gunslinger girl. Uh. No. No witchblade. Okay. No. Uh, Why gunslinger girl? I don't know. Does that happen in gunslinger girl? I don't know. I've that, seen Gunslinger Girl. It's, it's and the it's, sequel. it's the one anime other than Trigun that has gun in a name that I can know of. Well, there's also Gun X Sword. Gun Sword. That sounds cool. I have no idea what the fuck that is. Any who's That's pretty good. You should check it out. Okay. Luther takes a bullet to the face. Mm-hmm. I'll put it on my Netflix. He takes a bullet to the face. It's on Hulu. I don't have Hulu. I'm sorry. And then we see Kate like start to freak out and throw out the worst line delivered in oh, Supernatural. Yes, this line read, "Girl, honey, baby, sweetheart." It was on par with the no at the end of Star Wars uh, three, or the old good old classic from Trolls two. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, it was rough. Travis, what did you say about it? I don't remember. That was the t- that was the take they went with. Yes. Oh yeah. That's what she said. Yeah. I think she was fucking somebody. Maybe. And it wasn't just the vampire dudes. She was definitely one of the yeah. not the best actress we've seen this season. I feel bad throwing that assumption around. Mm-hmm. But you get somewhere by getting somewhere. Especially if you. Why do we always assume the women have slept with somebody and never the men? You don't think there are gay people in Hollywood? I think Kevin Spacey has proved that. <laughs> also, just all know. the gay people in Hollywood who aren't sex offenders, by the way. I bet Fuckboy Vamp, I get. I bet he ate something to get on the show, too. Oh, boy. That was the scene, that was the best scene of the show that I was talking about, where he dies. Oh, where does he fucking eat it at? Okay, so he was left behind in the barn, probably because he's a fuckboy and can't be trusted to leave. Yeah. And so he's left behind the bar, and Dean and Sam go back. To save the people. Yeah. And he, like, is he, like, hears something and is, like, looking around. And then he turns around and Dean's there. And Dean goes, boo. boo. And then takes him out. Oh, it was God. amazing. Yeah. Like, I think Dean definitely has enough stealth attribute points to unlock yes. this snake kill. Well, I mean, we saw him earlier. <laughs> where he basically crouched down. Fucking And was gone again. Hit something. <laughs> hit somebody. Crouched down. Disappeared. Oh man. Um, and then yeah. So they, so Dean and Sam come to the rescue. John kills uh, Luther. Mm. Very cool scene. And then Kate throws out that Trolls Two reference. Yeah. And then like her <laughs> and uh, new girl, sexy white blouse girl, sexy white blouse girl, uh, hop into the Camara. Why not the Corvette? <laughs> <laughs> it was like the any hoozle, any fucking hoozle. And so they drive off. Mm-hmm. Like we we do see that. We know John is saving the colt and the bullets for the demon. Yeah. We also see him, like, he's, he makes a sacrifice of something very important to him to save Sam. He uses one of the obviously limited bullets 
to kill a vampire. Mm-hmm. Like he very easily could have just used a machete, but in this situation, he decides to burn one of the bullets to save Sam. Kind of surprising, considering what happens two episodes from now. Hey, my future vision tells me this. Yeah. Uh, and that's when Dean John's like, "You ignored a direct order," and Dean's like, "Yeah, fuck you. We saved your butt." And yeah. John's like, "Fair enough. Cool." Yeah. And then they're like. John's John learns a lesson that every mm. anime protagonist has learned by the age of fourteen, which is that you are stronger together. <laughs> and John basically has like a, you're right. I'm doing this, yeah, because my friends believe in me. My friends need and me, and I believe in them, and that's why I have to fight you. Have I to, have to take you down. We have to fight together to take you down, and I'm going to do it with my father's sword. <laughs> if there's one thing my father taught me. It's that all life is precious, except for yours, bad guy I'm about to kill. <laughs> Fuck you! That was a reference to a typical shonen anime boy speech, by the way. Spot fucking on. Thank you! Oh my I, god, I thank, you. thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Do you think Yu music is copyrighted enough that we yes. can... Okay. Yes! <laughs> but it's like the music when Yusuke... Uh, he's like having, he's like, he's been like knocked to the fucking ground. Yeah, and, and then he, he stands back up. He's using his life energy to kick some ass. Yeah. That bum, bum, bum. Yusuke wouldn't do something like that. He would be like, I don't care if I die as long as you're dead. Yeah. yeah as yeah, long yeah. as you die too. Yusuke yeah. is, uh. Welcome to our Yu Yu Hakusho podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome back to Yu Yu Hakusho with Ari Ben and Travis. Welcome to Yosuke Cast. Yosuke Cast. <laughs> Yosuke. <laughs> Welcome to Purdapur. <laughs> Welcome to Poltergeist Report, the Poltergeist Report. Welcome to the Bui and Shuge Cast. <laughs> <laughs> who's Bui and who's Chu? Hey. All right, and the Bui. episode ends with John being he, like, He comes to a realization that they have to work together. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that leads us into the next episode. Because we get that nice little, that supernatural, like, shitty post-grunge. Yeah, that, like, riff. Yeah. So let's talk about some deets. Let's talk about some deets. Travis, what do you think about this episode? You've been quiet. Yeah. I'm I'm getting kind of tired. Oh, I'm sorry. We're doing this. We're recording this at 1.09. God damn. Yeah. There's some other things, but I don't know. Skip me. Okay. <laughs> um, I really like this episode. I think the we're wrapping Sonic, up towards the end. The Sonic slash Chili Dog reference is poignant. I fucking love Chili Dogs, and this episode. I don't like Chili Dogs all the time, but I do love me a good Chili Dog. You're just thinking about Chili Dogs because you ate a Chili Dog. Tonight. I want another yeah. one. I'll be yeah, honest. That was yeah, a good you Chili just Dog. Want a Chili Dog? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, what we're getting at is. The vampires are cool. Yeah. They are, well, they're lame cool. They're 2004 cool. In this episode, they are very 2004 cool. Yeah. With the clothes and the attitude and the I'm an outsider-y, something that would be capitalized very shortly afterwards by Stephanie Meyer in Twilight. Very true. Um... In fact, I can kind of see a direct path from Interview of a Vampire, or Lost Boys, well, Interview of a Vampire came first, Lost Boys... Um, well, the book, Interview with the Vampire, right? Yeah, 1976. Okay. okay. So, Interview with the Vampire, Lost Boys. Interview with the Vampire. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Okay. Which, you know, 
bread and butter was sexy misunderstood vampires. Yeah. This episode is supernatural. Twilight. Yeah. I can see that thorough line. Yeah. Um, what we're saying is Twilight wouldn't exist without an interview with a vampire. So you have another reason to hate Anne Rice. Uh, <laughs> yep. Sorry, Anne Rice fans. She kind of sucks. All right. Boo, 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 boo. She doesn't suck. She's just mean to fan people. Yeah. Fanfic authors. Was Anyways. She, um, was she the one that... No, Anne Rice wrote Twilight, right? No. no Stephanie Meyer Myers. wrote Twilight. Anne Rice wrote Interview with a Vampire. Oh, okay. Stott and the Vampire Queen. The one that... that the Queen of the Damned. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's I a solid that's movie. I think based off of a book she wrote. Yeah. Don't quote me. Anyways, so, um, so yeah, these vampires are very 2004 cool. They've got, like, yeah. 2004 cool clothes. They're so, like, edgy. They're... Then we also have Underworld to throw into that, too. Yeah, Underworld. Yeah. yeah, that gets... Yeah, okay. Mm. There's, yeah, Underworld. Um, I forgot about that movie. When did that come out? The first one was 2003. Damn. So, we definitely see a lot of, like correlations influences here you know yeah. 2005 these vampires would have been like cool as shit yeah. but they are mostly a means to an end the real conflict of the story is john and sam well that's what I was, that's what i'm really i was alluding to earlier with the chili dog yeah the meat of this even though there's meat in the chili on top of the chili dog the meat of this episode is sam and the John's, hot dog. The hot dog. The, the Frank, Yeah, the wiener. Mm-hmm. And this chili dog. Um, yeah. So I did like this episode mostly because it was more focused on the like emotional uh, aspect, the, the emotional struggle, and less on the like physical struggle of taking out supernatural monsters. I bet that's why they went with something like more well well known and something that was popular. Yeah, vampires are. You know, easy, they're easy to grasp. Well yeah. Um, pretty pretty well liked, especially in 2004, 2005, when this would have been being, like, you know, in production and released. Yeah. Um, some quick uh, notes uh, at the very beginning of the episode when the vampires, when Sexy Vampire Lady and her crew walk into the bar. Yeah. Uh, the waitress is like, you guys planning on eating? And Sexy Vampire Lady goes, we have dinner plans. A wink. <laughs> a wink. If that, waitress, if that waitress had been like, oh, okay, you said that super suggestively as if you... Is that a double entendre? Like, what's going on here? Um, and then the, the way that they kidnap white blouse girl, soon to be sexy white blouse girl, and her boyfriend, who doesn't matter and gets killed almost immediately, is a uh, fuckboy lays down in the middle of the road and, mm. like, gets, you know... Gets hit by the car. Yeah. Gets hit by the car. And they're like, uh, they don't hit him, but uh, white blouse girl is like, God, go check and make sure he's okay. And ineffectual boyfriend guy is like, call 911. And I wrote down, and then fuck boy kidnaps them. And I wrote down, this is why you don't help people. Yeah. If you find a dead body in the street, you step over that body. Because guess what? They're all vampires. Happens in New York every goddamn day. Every day. You just you just leave them be. Yeah. You cross that dead body when you get there. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite line of the episode other than Boo was revenge isn't worth much if you end up dead. Solid line. Yeah, words to live by. Yeah. Big boss. Um <laughs> and those are pretty much all the random stray observations I have. I really yeah. enjoyed this episode. Obviously it's very like plot wise important because this introduces the cult. It's very exposition heavy. 
which would have been the cheese on the hot dog. I have a question for you guys. What's that? What do you guys think of the cult as a plot device? It seems like a bit of a deus ex machina. Mm. Yeah. That's immediately what I started thinking of when he started telling the story about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although I don't think it is going to be the be-all, end-all for this demon that they're going to fight. I think it's going to be they think it's the answer, and then it really turns out to not be. It was their friendship all along. Yeah, the power of they, love. Yeah, it was the friends they made along the way. Yeah. But I'm very curious if a weapon like that exists in the world of folk, urban, what have you, lore. Um, I didn't look that up this time, mm. but we will definitely save that for a future episode. It's not like it's not going to show up again. Yeah, it's not like that gun <laughs> is just like gone forever. Yeah, it's a main pot pot point in the next two seasons. Fucking right. Um, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go back to the scene that we referenced in the sum up with John and Sam in the hotel room while Dean is getting the blood. When he when Sam is pacing back and forth. Yeah. Um. So I said. That this is the first time I felt that John has been genuine throughout this episode. Hmm. And I actually was reminded of something that I was planning on talking about anyways that we've kind of touched on, which is the idea that when you are drowning, Hmm. you will, or when you have, when you are starving, you will eat crumbs. Yeah. When you are drowning, you will hold on to anything to stay above water. Yes. And that is true. That does not mean that I do not think Hmm. that sometimes those crumbs are not that I think that sometimes the crumbs are genuine. Hmm. Like sometimes abusers will pet the dog. Yep. And it's not always a manipulative action. Right. The, 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 the consequence of it can be very manipulative because it can, um, convince the abusee that like, Oh, they are a good person. They do love me. Yeah. You know, they care about me, I should stay with them. Hmm. But I think that sometimes abusers are a not aware that they're abusive hmm. or maybe they are aware and they're so ashamed by this that they, um, you know, act kind. Right. But just because you're in an abusive relationship with somebody, that doesn't mean that every moment you've had is just garbage. Yes. It's just their boot on your neck. And I think you get to a point with Stockholm Syndrome where you welcome the foot on your neck because it, at some point the wires get crossed and you make that feel like affection. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that John, when he says that he cares about his sons and want them, wants them to be safe, I think he is telling the truth. Yeah. I think he has also, at the same time, forced them into a horrific lifestyle from a very young age, taken away their innocence, and treated them like... Soldiers. Soldiers. Used them as bait. Um, tore them down whenever they started to stand up. Yep. Those two things can exist at the same time. People are complicated. John was a Marine, right? Yes. Uh, that answers a lot of questions. 
yeah, I I mean, not saying that Marines are like abusive or whatever, but I'm not I'm not saying all Marines are abusive. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying from what you've seen of like boot camp with Marines, not a whole lot. Really? I'm not super into military culture. It's crazy intense. Is yeah. it? Yeah. It's very much they break you down to yeah. build you up. Yeah, well, you can definitely see that, especially yeah. with Dean. Well, the line that when Sam or when John says that he's at some point he stopped being their father and mm. became their drill sergeant. Yeah, that rings true. Yeah, and the scene, the point, the the what really got to me about this scene is that you can feel John's regret for how they were raised. It's palpable. The tragedy is that he really did want better for his sons, yeah. but he couldn't put aside. His obsession, yeah, his his lust for revenge, his obsession to do that, and um, that was the most heartbreaking scene with Sam in this episode. The most heartbreaking moment with Dean is when he gets between Sam and his father and John. Can you imagine like a thirteen-year-old Dean doing that for a? nine-year-old Sam. I think it took... a 30-year-old John. I think it took all of 25, 24, 26 years of Dean to have the strength to stand between his brother and his father during a fight. I really think it took a lot of him to be able to feel strong enough to do that. When he was... when At first, especially when he was like, hey, you need to cool off Sam. Yeah. And he, like, he turns around and he looks John dead in the fucking eyes and says... That means you too. Yeah. And like you kind of see John is like taking it back. It's a very, it's a well-crafted well, scene. The Dean's weakness, and this is not me blaming Dean, okay? No, 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 no. no. Dean is just as much like a victim of this as Sam is. Yeah. I think that the real differences between Dean and Sam's childhood is that Sam was probably alone most of the time mm. and Dean wasn't. Yeah. Dean probably always had somebody with him. Well, I think Sam learned how to appreciate being alone by being forced to be alone yeah, as a child. from a very young age. From a very young age. Because think about it. Dean goes off to school. Yeah. What's John doing? Okay, we know from a very young age that hmm. Dean is forced into this caretaker role for, for Sam. Yeah. Now, he doesn't perform it perfectly because hmm. he is a child and he shouldn't have that responsibility. He did the best that he could. Well, yeah, this yeah. isn't this is yeah, not yeah, me yeah, shitting yeah, on yeah. Dean. Like, later I will yeah. shit on Dean. Right. This is not it right now. Okay. Right? This is, um, uh, and later I will shit on hmm. Sam, too. They both make mistakes. Like, they are fucked up people. We could spend all hours of the wee morning, uh, shitting on all three of them they all have their own faults yeah i do have like what 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 was your point but sam is definitely like like when dean goes away to school Mm. you think john is there taking care of sam fuck no no he's off doing taking care of yeah yeah like i think that sam got left behind in a lot of ways we're gonna we're gonna see later on how right you are with that yeah because at some point, Dean is big enough to help John. Yeah. Sam isn't. Yeah. Or will not be. Uh, so, so, Dean is thrust into this peacemaker role every yeah. time Sam and John Get fight. Into it. And what changes is that because he spent this quality time with his brother without mm. their father. Right. And because they have grown and changed as mm. people and as hunters, he is able to stand up to John. Right. And that 
the heartbreak comes from having to see Dean mm. get between his brother and his dad. Yes. And the the moment where you stand up is cheer and mm. seeing Dean be like, back the fuck up, dad. The, it That is, we see a lot of character growth in this episode. Yes. We with see John G- and Sam and Dean. All, yeah, definitely yeah. all three of them. Like we see Sam really start to appreciate and understand their father. Yeah. We see John finally open up and like actually grow and try to br- repair and build the bridge back that yeah. they lit and burnt to the ground. Mm-hmm. You speak a lot of Sam's loss mm-hmm. of agency throughout the series. Yeah. Something, I'm not saying that it's criminally missed, but it kind of is. We see we see Dean with his loss of agency whenever John is directly involved with the scene because Dean is willing to be the good little soldier. Yes, sir. How high? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have Sam questioning, but we do see like it is a lot more prevalent that Sam has no agency. Well, Sam. Yeah. You see it not just with John but with other mm. characters, right. and in some ways with Dean. Yeah. Which we will get to a couple of years from now. <laughs> Remember this conversation, everybody. Mark it on your 2019 calendar. Yes. Um, 2020. Dean, his sense of self gets lost with his whenever John's around. Yeah. Um, because he, but, I, he finds it easy to just go along. Yeah. But he fight. does get out from under John's thumb. Yeah. And we do see him come into his own. Yeah. The difference is, the reason why Sam's loss of agency gets brought up, and it's, not know so much Dean's sense of self, yeah. is that Dean comes into his own, hmm. Sam keeps getting knocked down. Yeah, that is very true. And it happens a lot. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely not trying to diminish. Oh, no, yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah, you're yeah, not. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, is like, we can talk about Sam and his relationship with his father. We haven't talked so much about Dean and his hmm. relationship with his father. And I think... In these next two episodes, we really should. The next couple of seasons, we really should. Well, the next season, we really should. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Is, well... Um, question. Where are we on time for this part? We are coming up on... Hour three. Two hours and 25 minutes. Okay, then I say we do not do the vampire part. Yeah, and vampires are self-explanatory. Yeah. yeah. We don't. There's we no, will, vampires come up later. We spoke enough about vampires throughout the synopsis, I believe. Uh huh. Especially with how they cover vampires in this iteration, yeah, or so far, because it's the one that's really amorphous throughout the show. Yeah, we will. We'll talk. I'll go more into. We'll go more into vampires next season. Yeah. Um, with the introduction of a very interesting character. I really think with our freaks of the weeks episodes. Mm-hmm. When we do have reoccurring monsters, we can kind of talk about how they change. Yeah, that's and true. And grow with the show. And how they become, you know, level one video game characters over time. Well, they're... It's really more like Poke Evolutions, or Pokemon Evolutions, as the show goes. Yeah. Because... The jobbers have to grow too. You can't just like they you can't just make them one hitters and just keep yeah. using them. That's just boring. Yeah, you have to grow along with the show to make it interesting. Okay, but is there? So let's cut this part out. Okay. Um, pick up here. 
so that's it for Dead Man's Blood. I hope you yep. guys enjoyed it. I want to give a quick announcement. We are coming up on the season finale, and we've planned something very special. Yes. It's going to be hype as goddamn it's fuck. It's going to be so Get much hype fun. for it. Yeah. Uh, be excited. But something I want to go ahead and give you, let you guys know, mm. is that the season finale is going to be a two-part episode on our part we are both watching both salvation well it's going to be a double not a two-part it's yeah. going to be a double oh, episode yeah, it's going to be a double because episode. it's going to be one one episode for both yeah of we're these doing finale salvation episodes. and devil's trap at the same time it's get hyped it's going to be an extra or it's going to be an episode with something extra and something extra yeah lots of extra stuff so um travis yeah the next two episodes. The next two episodes are called Salvation and Salvation Devil's Trap. And Devil's Trap. What do you think they're about, buddy? All right, Sam and Dean and John. <laughs> dun dun dun. Go to Iowa, and they're like, "Why Iowa?" <laughs> they're like, "Well, gosh, oh dang, there, <laughs> there sure are a lot of potatoes around here." I wonder what we're supposed to do. Uh, And then a giant potato monster rises out of the ground. And it's not like one giant potato. It's like a culmination of all of the potatoes in Iowa. It's like somebody took... It's like somebody made... Oh, wait. There's not... That's Idaho. I I, I was waiting for it to come Damn it. What's in Iowa? What is in Iowa? Uh, The the black... uh, Corn. No. Racism. Yeah. Yeah. They beat Iowa... Or... They beat Ohio State is my joke. There we go. A great writing, you know, the number one MFA program for creative writing in the country. Yeah. Ohio State or Iowa? Iowa University. Okay, let me start over. Sam and Dean and John go to Iowa. Okay. And they're like, well, gosh, oh, dang. (laughs) What is even here? And uh, someone walks up and is like, well, we make a standardized test. And (laughs) they're like, well, that sounds boring. So then uh, they, um, like, summon the devil and catch him in a Pokeball. (laughs) It's only a goddamn Ultra Ball, too. Yeah. (laughs) And Mark Pellegrino uh, is there. Mark Pellegrino is there. And he's like, I'm going to come back as a hallucination later. Bye-bye. That's my thing. He's going to come back as Mark LaCroix. (laughs) Mark LaCroix. He's going to come back as Mark Sandpelegram. Using all of these jokes eventually. Yeah. You guys haven't seen a picture of her updated whiteboard, but it's a bunch of skit ideas and Mark Pellegrino related jokes. Yes. (laughs) Mark Pellegrino. Related puns. Related, like, specifically Mark... Uh, uh, mineral water, not mineral water. Mark sparkling Mark water. Sparkling water yeah. related jokes. Yeah. Mark San Pellegrino. Mark and Lacroix. Mark. Mark tonic water. Mark Perrier. And then Mark Vega. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Perrier is the most poignant. Mark Perrier. We have fun here, is what I'm saying. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you want to check us out, you can at Hey Asput on iTunes. Not iTunes. I'm tired. Instagram. Twitter, Tumblr, and email us at heyassbuttpodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and leave us a review. Rate us and review us, please. Because that is how we get the show out to even more people. So excited for next week, the season finales. We did it. We did it. Or we're going to do it. We're going to do it. It's going to happen. So, um. We're making it happen. You know, don't die. Yeah.
we have fun. Or, you know, anyone. I'm not going to And until next time. Meat Loafy is actually the name of my persona. Oh. <laughs> That's not true. I don't have a persona, but I don't like to kink shame people who do. Or I, I guess it's not always a kink, so like also regular shame them. <laughs>